here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Do I have everybody's attention now? you stand for. to the Voice Wrestling Podcast. I'm Rich Krejci alongside, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Lanza. Joe, how you doing? I'm a man, a myth, and a legend. Right. Yes. I, I will take it. We were just talking about baseball before we started recording. Production meeting, yeah. And, one of our usual... And it made me think of something, you know, um, in our fantasy league, which we've had going on, what is this, the fourth year now? It's the fourth, yeah. We're in year four of this keeper league, and you've got Mike Trout, and you're sitting in first place ahead of second place Joe Lanza. But now, you know, Mike Trout with these back problems, that's <laughs> the last thing you want to hear is back problems. Had to leave a game early last night. Yeah. So uh, what do you think? You a little worried about these Mike Trout back problems? Is it time to start uh, making some trades here? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm trying to – because it's been conflicting report. Every time I look at a report, it's something different. Like yesterday, it was like Trout feels fine, like no problem. Then they had the MRI, and they're like, MRI comes back clean. And then like, because this morning they said, oh, he's going to go in for the MRI, but dad, ah, don't worry about it or whatever. Now we got the MRI, and now it's all, yeah. I don't know. It's it's this, that's been my problem with that league. That league, I, I've had so many injuries in that league. This, I, you know, I've ran league bells is out now. Bullshit. And, I'm going to tell you why this league is bullshit. Okay. Because it's I, again, this is a really awesome conversation for these zero people in the league that were listening. To I, well, they're going to have to put up with it because I have a little rant here about the fantasy league. It's split. There's 12 teams, right? We, uh, yeah. we got split yeah. up into three divisions, and three of the four best baseball minds are all in our division. How? Yeah, our division's been the, be- the toughest. Yeah, our division's been the toughest. This year, it kind of sucks. This year, we're, we're all kind of not doing great. But yeah, it, it spent. The first three years of it was, yeah, us three just beating up on each other. And yeah, the fourth team is garbage. But between me, you, and, and, and John, we're going to call him John. Okay? Yeah, not, I'm not gonna use Gooby it. Slayer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're not you know, nerds here. Do we wrestling podcast for God's Those are three of the four. Because then well, we're going to throw Luke in that group, right, as a quality. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, in a yeah. different division. So three of the top four. And I, get, I don't know. You want to throw Pete in there? All right, let's throw Pete in there. So, yeah, uh, yeah fuck Pete. So forget <laughs> Pete. Fuck Pete. Uh, 
So three of the top four baseball minds have all been in the same division for the last uh, uh, four years, and, and it's always one of us. Uh, you, that I feel like the Orioles. Three. I want, I want, I want realignment, David. Yes, we're always making the playoffs, and it's battling each other for this division. And uh, once again, you're in first. I'm in second. Trout is hurt, and uh, I'm hoping this back thing. Uh, sustains and and troubles you for the rest of the year because I'd like to yeah if this. I if I have him and if I have him and Belt out for uh, prolonged times yeah it's not it's not good and if you know if Johnny Cueto just never gives up a hit again which he doesn't even give up forget runs the guy didn't even give up hits so uh, I, I I got a decent chance of catching you here. you're only game ahead that's true yeah. the pitching staff's looking good though the Henderson Alvarez doing yeah that, that's that's gonna and uh, it's funny you, I, you know you really backed into Henderson Alvarez didn't you I did hey. Sometimes I'm know, just smart. You said I'm three. I'm one of the the, the top baseball crafty minds, owner. So that's <laughs> you're a crafty owner picking up the Henderson Alvarez. When did you acquire Henderson Alvarez? I don't even remember. No clue. So he was just some waiver wire pickup, probably yeah, in April so, yeah. at some point. I think I dropped one of my seven uh, Milwaukee Brewers pitchers and and picked up Henderson Alvarez. And he's only so. playing because people are hurt more than likely. Yeah, I, I rode that wave. I rode the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers starter wave for for a little while, but I, I've fallen off the Willie Peralta, Giovanni uh, Gallardo. This is riveting wrestling talk. Yes, yeah, I, 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 you were the one that I said did you it. wanted to talk I know, about it. I, I know, I did it, but it, that's because <laughs> that's what we were talking about before we hit record. You know, and I just actually, wanted, you want to just want to take baseball. We, I, we did hit. We were recording before. We could tack that we were, on yes. here, and, and we could. Yeah, that'll be a bonus. You know, special feature. The Tom Brennan Hawk Harrelson talk that we were having. <laughs> we we discussed a trade for Tom Brennan and Hawk Harrelson. So yeah, that's up for anybody else's announcers too. If you if you have a baseball announcer you'd like to get rid of, I uh, I have Hawk Harrelson for you. So. I can give you a Tom Brenneman and a Marty Brenneman to be named later. If anyone like okay. trade announce, so a combo you get you get a father son. And combo. one of them's like, hey, look, Marty Brenneman's a Hall of Famer. You could have them both because I'm sick of listening to the Brennemans. So if there's any- how old is he? Because if if he dies, is his contract still like <laughs> Marty Brenneman has got like, what's be the salary his, cap? What's the salary cap 70s. situation with the? Yeah. I, yeah, he has to be in his early 70s. and he's so okay. old and crotchety that he like he has contract negotiations like every year. He's one of these guys that signs one year deals. Yeah, because yeah. he thinks his shit like Vince stink. Scully, who's sent one year. Well, deal Vince for Scully, years. I mean, he's like a hundred. No, he rules, but so. he they they do a one year deal just because they're not entirely. I think they have <laughs> sure to be, can, he, any breath could be his last. He's a yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know this this guy. It's because of his ego. You know, hey, I'm Marty Brennan. I'm signing a one year deal because you know you're gonna you're gonna pay me more next. Year. Who's coming? Who's coming to call in for Marty Brennan? Is there? Who's gonna take over for Marty Brennan? No, who's who? Like he, he, you said, he's got this ego. Like, what other teams are like? Well, man, we need yeah, Marty exactly. Brenneman. Where's he like, gonna go? I mean, at this point <laughs> in his life, is he gonna move to another city? You know? Yeah, Miami. Go to move, go to move to Miami. Or actually, that'd be any, for an there's old. gonna be any backlash yeah. if they don't bring him back. But what are we doing? Let's talk. About I don't know. Okay, we're done. We're done. We're out of here. We're done. All right. Yeah, we got plenty of stuff to talk about today. Best of the Super Juniors. We had WWE Payback. We both watched that. We'll give a quick little recap and review of that. A thrilling episode of Raw. <laughs> Included five minutes that were worthwhile, and the rest was pretty uh, just kind of there. We're going to talk a little bit about WWE Financials, too, because the key performance indicators came out, and we were right again. So possibly, allegedly, if we if we remember. So we'll go about that. Michael Elgin went uh, insane, so we'll talk <laughs> a little bit about that. Um, and then, yeah, as you mentioned, because that those topics will only probably take us to about two hours, we are going to also talk about a confusing Wrestling, Ob- uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Award. So we're probably Rookie of the Year, which we talk about, I think – Every four or five podcasts, we talk about that and continue to try to say who do we vote for, what do we. So do a little bit about that because we have some updates. You 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 did the research, the the heavy lifting of of who are your rookies, and my god, like if, if this list of rookies isn't a reason to just get rid of this award, well, well that 
we'll we'll get to that. We're gonna talk about our TNA reviewers as well. Um, I have a rant, quick little rant, not really a rant, but uh, about Pro and Gorilla, something I wanted to get off my chest for a little while for them. So, uh, you want to start off best of the Super Juniors? Uh, you're gonna have a rant. It's That's it's not a big switch. rant. Right. No, it's it's a it, it's a very so mild I, rant. I it's it's less of a rant and more of a. Yeah, it, it's it's not even that. It's more of just kind of like something I really wish that they would do. Do you want me to just get into it now? I go right ahead. The floor is yours. We'll do it. Okay. So so we have Larry, uh, the reviewer, uh, VoiceWrestling.com reviewer that does our, our our PWG reviews, and he uh he just put up a one of the DDT four uh, 2014. He's gonna do um a bunch of other stuff. Mystery Vortex two, I think, is the next one that he's doing, and 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 he sort of got this backlog of, of PWG DVDs because DVDs, and I'll get to that. It'll be a part of my point. He's got this backlog of DVDs he's going to go and review. So, and it was kind of interesting because there was a bunch of people that read the review right when it went up. I, w- I was looking at the numbers, and I put this review up, and it was getting a decent amount of buzz, and people were retweeting and favoriting and stuff. And I'm like, this this thing came out in January, and people are just like, well, I, I, you know, oh, this looks like something I should watch, or oh, this looks kind of cool, or whatever. And it just got me thinking about Pro and Gorilla, and, and I talked a little bit about this with Larry, the reviewer, um, about it today, too, is... I understand the, their idea about trying to stay in their lane and, and they have this thing that they do and they have this business plan that they've sort of followed for a while where they have these shows and they're huge sellouts and the crowds love them and they get and they bring in these these really talented rosters. These guys have great matches, fun matches, the crowd loves them, it's all this good stuff. And then the delivery method is essentially and, and I could be wrong exactly, but how what's the month gap between show and DVD release? Because like this DDT four, I think this came out in late March, if I remember correctly. I and the show was in like early January. January thirty first, wasn't it? Yeah, January thirty. Okay, so late late January and then Mar- late March, late to mid March, this DVD comes out, and then one month after that, the digital download comes out. Mind you, one month after the DVD, then the digital download comes out. So you're talking April now that, well, that the digital they don't download. Well, want of, people. The digital. You know why they do that? Obviously, I don't want. Oh, people, I, I, I get it. Yeah. But this is my little thing because I, I, I look at PWG and I read these reviews and I look at this stuff and I say, you know what? I would love this promotion. I, I, I've seen shows of them and I love it. I love that roster. Those guys are guys that I see a, a lot of Midwest independents. It's a lot of the, the, the real top of the top indie talent. It's the top DGUSA guys. It's the top Evolve guys. It's some of the top, you know, freelance guys. You know, they bring in some big Ring of Honor guys here and there. And, and, and just it, it's a lot of it's a who's who of independent wrestling, I think, around the country. These guys come from all across the country to go here. I would love these shows. And I look at, I, you know, I, the ones I've seen, I love them. They're fun. They're, they're, they're my type of wrestling that I like. They're my style. But I just can't watch a four-month-old pay-per-view or a, a four-month-old event. And I, I just can't do that. And I'm not going to get a damn DVD to get it a month early because I don't want physical media anymore. It's 2014. You know what I mean? Yeah. The I, last thing I want in my goddamn apartment is more DVDs. More DVDs. Or like, and you're also one of these guys. You say it all the time. You're the kind of guy you don't even want to watch a show once it's a week old. I mean, you'll, yeah, and, and that's, you'll, yeah, you'll hide and, on Twitter and, for seven days. That's usually your limit. You're one of these guys. It's too old. It's old news. I'm no longer interested. Because the chances are there's a bunch of other stuff that I've, I've put on my list or it's stuff that I want to watch and this sort of stuff. And, and, and Larry sort of talked about it in his review too that it's largely evergreen. And that means that it's just sort of you can – whenever. It works whenever. You can watch that show two years ago. I can watch a, you know, a 2010 PWG you know, event and it's going to be the same thing. It's not really going to matter or whatever. And that's fine. But it, it, almost, it almost needs to be almost a year or two for me to actually go back. Whereas these things, they come out in March or, Jan, or you know, in April for a January show – I, you know, as much as I would love to watch it, I, I'm I'm used to this until I'm used to this immediacy of, yeah, you don't have to have it up the next day if that's not your plan or or you know, 
two days later or immediately up there like Ustream does. But man, I got to get it pretty quick. You know what I mean? There, there's The reviews come in. I read reviews. I, I, I hear people talk about it if they were there live. You, you know, the buzz is there and I, and I want to watch it in that sort of buzz because a lot of it is taken away from me if I know it's happened a, a long time ago and it's not old school enough, if that makes sense. Yeah, I see what you're saying. If it's not inc- incredibly old where it's, you know, something that's there's that middle area where you don't want to watch something where if it's yeah and, and i understand that they're sort of their own little and they're in their own little world they, they and hold that's shows fine so I, infrequently though that you, they give you plenty of time in between shows but still you're, you 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 can only hide from twitter and hide from results for so long or or hide from news before uh before at least in your you're the kind of person you just you don't want to see it once once it's happened mm-hmm. you know a couple weeks once you've heard about it once you've seen results you're no longer interested so they are losing you know people like you and it comes – there's a lot of other things too because running this website as well, I look for pictures to, to put up for these. And, and there's a guy. There's an independent guy that, that takes photos and puts them up or whatever. But you can't find anything on, on, on PWG's Facebook page. You can't find anything on their Twitter. You can't find anything on their website. They have no videos on their YouTube page except for DVD previews. And it's like I know that they're in their own little world. And I know everybody says, well, that's, that, that's what they do or whatever. But at what point do you just have to look at them and just like you're leaving money on the table? And I, I don't think they care about that. Necessarily, I think they but it's do, just so that's, weird. I think they absolutely care about that because that's why they follow this pattern of DVD first, then wait, then the digital download mm-hmm. because they're concerned about the piracy. They're afraid if they put the digital download out with the DVD that the piracy is going to occur that much faster because at yeah. least with the DVD, people have to order it. They have to receive it. Then they have – you know what I mean? It's, it's a it's – a, but here's the thing. You can't hide from piracy. You're, you're never going to stop it. You're never going to contain it. And uh, it's kind of like the UFC, WWE thing. UFC is very aggressive and vocal about it. WWE pretends it doesn't exist. Um, Two very different strategies. Fact of the matter is you're never going to stop piracy, and we've talked about it before. It's like chasing your own tail. You're wasting your time. You're never going to stop it. Um, the people that want to pirate are going to pirate one way or whether another. Whether you release I mean, we're, we're, DVD we've, first, we've heard, or it's, yeah. it doesn't matter. And we've heard reports about people pirating. Uh, I actually, I didn't even think of this that people would actually be doing this and, and still going through the trouble. But there were people on our Twitter when we were talking about the WWE financials. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Of people saying, "Oh, well, now it's easier than ever to like." You know, pirate WWE Network stuff. It's so easy to get them in HD or whatever. And I'm like, you're really going to go through the trouble of like downloading a torrent and all this stuff for people will. Man. Like that's They're why I was so it. glad. That's why I was so glad for the network because it's like cool. I don't have to go through that bullshit again of 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 waiting on torrents. Hey, is this file okay? Oh crap, it's in Spanish. Oh, it's in German or whatever. It's it's so nice just to go on there. But there's if, if there's a will, there's a way, and people will. There's not enough cedars, Rich. I never really understood the whole torrent thing, and I never got into it. I, cedars okay. and feeders. I don't want to, yeah, and leechers. And it's leechers, and, and it's, it's, you know, I, I tried <laughs> to do a few torrents in my day. And, Old man lands And they, listen, they all took about three days to download onto my computer, and I said, this is, all, this is horrendous. This whole torrent. You didn't have enough torrent. cedars. There wasn't enough cedars, and I, it, it, I was like, I, you know, I don't really need to see Gabe Sapolsky rebooks WWE CW. <laughs> Those that, are awesome. I don't though. really need to see it that no, I, I waited. No, no, no. no. I waited weeks. So, oh, I waited three days for that. Yeah, I just left them up all night or <laughs> overnight or whatever. That's no, I, I waited you know, for those. The funny, yeah, that, and then I finally saw the fucking thing. And you know what his big thing? It was push Randy Orton. Yeah, I remember that. It's like, yeah, I took three days to, de- to, to, to find it. I had to find cedars for this thing for you to tell me that you're going to push <laughs> Randy Orton. Are you kidding me, Gabe? It's ridiculous. Just through a wall. Randy Orton? Yeah, Randy Orton. He did, a, he did an invasion one too, didn't he? I was, you know, I was, or was that Cornette? That did, I don't know if you I watched that one. That one was pretty good. Who knows? I think Cornette did the invasion, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. That was a good one. I like that. Even though it was completely unrealistic. Somebody but. did the invasion. I don't know. Well, you pay Rick Flair. Kevin Sullivan do what did, which one did uh, Kevin he did, Sullivan do? 
he did. Uh, I think he did one of those timeline one, or no, maybe he did a, a rebooked. Who knows? But the the, the yeah, game one put a bad taste in my taste in my <laughs> mouth. I was expecting some super smarky, you know, Ring of Honor esque storylines here, and his big thing was push Randy Orton. Randy Orton's the big star of WWE. Ugh, awful. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, you're not going to stop piracy. It's going to occur. Um, I don't know. I, you know, listen to you talk about it, and I was thinking about for my own purposes. Um, I got to tell you, I, I'm kind of with you when it comes to PWG and promotions that are slow to put things out there, because I am way more likely to spend money on something. Uh, first of all, if they had live eye pay per views, I'd probably oh every every time I would buy every, every single one of them. Yeah, absolutely. I'd buy every one of them with 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 no every, questions, no too. questions asked. Because another thing too is it's cool. You mentioned that they have the delay in where you can justify. Okay, once every three or four months, I can stay home on a Saturday and watch this stuff, sure. or I can say, you know what I mean? Easy to justify. It's not like an every month, every week, you know that sort of thing. It, it's it's a it's a special event it's for a them. Style I like, and I I buy every single one of them. If they had digital downloads next day, I'd probably buy every single one. Of them. Yeah, absolutely. Because I could hide from Twitter for twelve hours. And then watch it the next morning, kind of like I do when the New Japan or Dragon Gate shows are just way too late to stay up for. I'll just – I watch them the next morning. I pay for them and I watch them the next morning. Um, but it's like you're saying the further you get away from what it actually took place, the less likely I am to pay for it. And it's a valid point. I think you're right. I do think from that perspective they do leave money on the table. And I'm a big I, – I, you know, obviously I love in-ring and, and – it's it's a big part of me, but when I sort of know the finish, you know what I mean? I, I'm trying to figure out right. It, there's a lot of matches where I know the finish, but it doesn't really bother me. But there's something about knowing the finish and something that happened two months ago and, and that bothering me of, of, you know, I can rewatch a match that I've seen before and I know how the finish is going to go. But if, if I'm watching Ricochet versus Rich Swan or whatever, and I know Ricochet wins. There's something that take. I haven't well, yeah, seen sure. that match it's, yet, it's but I know he's going to win. So then the, the the near falls don't mean anything That's right. to me because I know. I, it's just like I know. There's just I know too much about it. Whereas you know I can watch Undertaker Shawn Michaels again. I know Undertaker's going to win, but and I know how he's going to win, and I know the build up to how he's going to win. But there's certain things I remember, certain spots that I'm into or whatever. It's not so much the finish anymore for me. Whereas I, I'm a big. I mean, the finish is the deal for me. And and then it really. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just something I had. A, you know, I, I was kind of talking with Larry about it. And I'm saying. I, I'm reading his review and I'm going, man, I would love this show. And it's just like it's available for download now, finally. And it's just like, do you know, do, do I want to do this? And it's like it's madness that I'm, I'm even considering, given what that card is and the people that are on there and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know if I'm alone. I, I you seem to say you're that way. I I don't know. I just feel like there could be a lot more. Pe- I think that's a style that people love and and just would eat up if it was more available for them. But it's not. I mean, they're they're living in 2002, so I can't really. I don't. There's not much I can do for them. You're right because I thinking about it personally. I don't watch every show, and I would if they were live or timelier. I absolutely would watch every one of their shows. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a PWG show I didn't like because it's a style that's right up my alley. And I think to your other point, the reason you can rewatch uh, older matches where you know the result is because you're watching for the nostalgia. Right. Uh, you you would you're not. You wouldn't be watching this for the nostalgia. You're watching it for the first time. And if you already know the finish, then it's like you said. It's impossible to enjoy the match as you would have if you did not know the finish because the near fall – at least for me, near falls are very important in, in, to a match. I mean that's one of yeah, the things absolutely. that I look for in a match is convincing near falls. So you can't have a convincing near fall when you know the finish. Uh, so you, you know, so and, and 
you enjoy a similar style of wrestling as me. I think you look for similar things when you watch wrestling as me, which is why this podcast would be a thousand times more interesting if we would fight more. Uh, if we had to send, yeah. But, uh, but, <laughs> you, but we fight with people that aren't listening. So right, that's, that's right. That's right. Um, but but I totally see where you're coming from from that perspective. So yeah, you're probably right because there's two people right here who they would be earning a lot more. They earn zero dollars from you mm-hmm. and they earn very few dollars from me. Uh, because I do look at a show sometimes, and I look at the results, and I say, eh, you know what? I'm not paying. It's old, and I've, you know, I'm not really. Eh, fuck it. I'm not buying that one. And you know, and I end up spending money maybe, maybe once or twice a year on these guys. Whereas mm-hmm. if it was timelier, if it was next day, I'd probably buy every single show. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm driving. I'm, I'm driving, this Saturday. I'm driving an hour and a half to to LaSalle, Illinois, to watch Dreamwave. And a lot of the guys that are on that Dreamwave card are on those PWG cards. I'm looking forward to an Air Fox. Rich Swan, Danny Cannon match. It's a triple threat of those three, and I'm go. I'm one of the big reasons I'm going there is for that. And it's just like, you know what I mean. Whereas I, I look at, I might look at a PWG card that looks pretty cool, and they have a lot of guys that I could see on, you know, shows nearby me. So it's like, what does it really mean to me? Unless it's just this unbelievable, you have to see this match. If it's 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 almost to a lot of ways. If if I'm trying to think of it, you know, it, it if a Dragon Gate eye pay per view came out, you know, six months afterwards, would you really? I mean. They're going to be good, and you know you're going to have an enjoyable show. But a lot of it is it's it's almost too consistent in the, in a way. I, I don't really know how to phrase it exactly. Hey, look, but it's just like times where you know stuff from Japan is available instantaneously. Exactly. That's what I mean. I like I'm getting Dragon Gate shows live. I'm getting them a week later. I'm getting New Japan shows live, or I'm getting them two or three days later. I'm getting. I mean, a lot of the independents around. You know, Ring of Honor has, has gotten it right finally. Um, DGUSA and Evolve still have a little ways to go on that, but a lot of people are understanding that you you, you can't wait. This it's hot now. It, it's so yeah. Listen, now, it's in the moment. Listen, you gotta strike the moment. WWN Live. I mean, they're still notoriously joke worthy, awful when it comes to their DVDs. But uh, the shows are all live. You can order them all <laughs> hey, live. When Evolve 23 comes out, it's going to be great, man. Just What number are they actually at on DVD results? Like, I have no idea. I've stopped. Like, people just laugh about them. We, we just occasionally get a Twitter where people are like, hey, when's Evolve 24 well, coming out? The like, is, the, the DVD business, I mean, is anyone doing significant? I don't know the answer to this, but is anybody doing significant DVD business anymore? Yeah. I'm, I mean, isn't that a dead you. medium at this point? Uh, does it really matter how long? That the, I mean, how many? I'm so curious how many DVDs they even sell. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be interested as well. So I don't know, but but if you want to read Larry's review, it is on our front page. I actually yes, moved it. Have... I moved it as we were speaking to the featured section because you gave you gave it second billing and didn't even feature the damn thing. Did so, I not feature? I took care of it. So uh, okay. it's on the front page now, front and center. Larry's review and 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 another thing about Larry, you have to read Larry at your own risk. Larry is different, and uh, <laughs> we don't we don't edit anybody here. Okay, we bring in yes, yeah. talented people who we think can do a nice job, whether it's with our podcasts or our reviews, and we don't edit anybody. This is free form. You can do what you want. And uh, Larry, though, is definitely some – look, we've got a, a guy who you – know, the great Jason Felix who does so much great New Japan work. He reviews WWE main event for us and refuses to review the Divas matches based on uh, religious principles. And you know, we've gotten complaints about that, but – uh, that, you know, we're not going to edit the guy or force him to do something he doesn't want to do. It is what it is. Larry, you have to kind of read on your own risk because uh, Larry is Larry's just different. Let's just leave it that way. I mean, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way. We to love it. Larry. Like, you know, Larry. Larry does a good job. I, uh, mm-hmm. I wish Larry would do a little more other than just PWG and the uh, the random guest spot. But uh, we've got that article featured now. You got to light a fire on him every so often. Sure. 
I think I'm going to try it. I'm going to keep doing the it every, every day. No, gonna... He has no last name, by the way. He's like a... Uh, he's, he must be Japanese. He's yeah. got to be Japanese. And, uh, you know, we, we brought him in and we didn't think our, our... Or if he's in WWE, he's European because now all the Europeans can't have names. Uh, very true. Did you notice that? Very true. It's, it's a new trend. I don't know if it's a, a subhuman trend or what would it... Well, we got going here, but matter, yeah. The Rich, we just don't think that our readers are smart. We, we didn't think our readers were smart enough to be able to pronounce <laughs> his last name, so we just chopped him. I don't know what his last name is. I'll be honest. Nobody knows. It's the mysterious Larry. Do you know? I don't. I've okay. I've uh, communicated well, We've known Larry since for like <laughs> 10 years, for like 10, yeah, and nobody no knows his last name. Is his um, name is his actually, is his name actually Larry? I don't even know that either. His name is Larry. I, I, okay. I can confirm that. Um, but I, nobody knows his last name. But uh, hmm. this is actually a good segue. You know, Speaking of collecting... Uh, you know, the most talented people around to try to contribute to the site. And uh, we, 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 you know, the TNA reviewer has sort of been the, uh, <laughs> the mythical. It's been like the spinal tap drummer. Uh, you know, it, it's nobody wants to do it. It's a rotating cast of characters. We think we finally found uh, the right person to review TNA Impact. And, and it's going to shock a lot of people who don't know. It's someone who gets mentioned a lot on the show. It's someone who is uh, the yin to the Joe Lanza Yang, a man who uh, has the complete polar opposite taste of, uh, of both of us, but in particular uh, myself, someone who I've argued with incessantly on the internet for a, uh, a great, great deal of time <laughs> with now, but there's the utmost respect uh, both ways, I believe, uh, between the two of us. Someone who, if you follow him on Twitter and uh, you look at his uh, tweets on Monday nights, I liken him to the uh, Dennis Miller of Monday Night Football, of uh, Monday Night Raw tweets, because he makes the most obscure references that you have to run to Google to see what the hell he's talking about. Uh, he is also a man who has been known to corrupt young minds. And uh, when I say that, you need to look no further than uh, Colin Baldwin or a Sam Damasio who have been put under this man's spell. And, uh, yeah, Colin and I used to be friends, and now I don't even see him anymore. Know, Colin, Colin Baldwin, Sam he is studying for the He is studying for the bar exam, but I'm, I'm going to go more on the... No, you know, it's, it's this man who has gotten into these young exactly, people's heads, right. and he has, uh, he has brought them to the dark side of arm drag takeovers and side headlocks. And fat Mexican and, guys uh, slapping each fat, other. Fat and... luchadors uh, exchanging holds. <laughs> he, has, he has lured these men to that dark side of wrestling. Uh, you know, uh, overweight 50-year-olds grappling at flea markets, uh, equaling winning rookie like, of the year award. Yes, absolutely. So uh, you know, oh, that's not him. That's not him. This I should. is this is this is a man who who uh, who you would never think would jump on the Voices of Wrestling team, but yes, money talks. Money talks, brother. Money talks, and uh, you know what? Walks. Unfortunately, I won't be paying, so I don't know why he. <laughs> I don't know why he went for money. Theoretical money talks, and you know yes. what? Walks, and uh, the man who many people know from many places as Dylan Waco. Yes, Dylan Hales. Dylan Hales has joined the Voices of Wrestling team, and the 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 uh, the punchline there is he's doing Impact Wrestling reviews. Which, if you know <laughs> Dylan Hales' tastes, and uh, well, actually, if you know anyone's tastes, I mean, we're talking TNA <laughs> Impact like- here, but especially a man like Dylan, these are going to be must-read reviews. Trust me on that. And uh, I know we're putting some pressure on Dylan here. But uh, I know he's up to the task. This man is a fantastic writer. He's a great reviewer. Uh, and, and you know when he's at his best, Rich? When he doesn't like something, which means yeah, – and, and did you see what the debut match, the first match he gets to review? <laughs> the first match of the first impact that Dylan gets to review is Eddie Edwards versus Davey Richards. 
Probably the two. <laughs> Just the best cruel joke ever. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, John Gaborik for. For blessing us with such a great... Probably the two wrestlers that Dylan Hales despises more than anybody. You know, the only thing that could have been better is if this was a three-way with Jay Lethal. That's what I was going to say, yeah. It's 60 minutes. It's guaranteed 60 minutes. Of... So uh, we'd like to welcome uh, Dylan Hales. We're going to have him on this show at some point. It has to happen. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we can argue for three hours. Imagine three hours of bickering between me, you, and Dylan. That would just be fantastic. We could talk about has wrestling evolved. Uh, with Dylan. Yes, and then I will. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, look forward to those. That first one is coming with this week's impact. It'll be up, who knows, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. At yep. some point, uh, it'll be somewhat timely at least. And we also, and I'm going to let Rich speak to this one. Yes. Listen, so we have, uh... if, listen, for the people who think that we don't treat TNA fairly, despite the fact that I'm willing to bet that this podcast talks more about TNA than any other non-TNA-specific podcast out there, despite the fact that I've covered TNA shows live for this website, despite the fact that we worked with – Yeah, but you doctored photos, you asshole. Don't you remember that? <laughs> despite the fact that we've worked with TNA Public Relations and have booked TNA guests on this show, we are the Ashley. website – Was it Ashley? It was Ashley. It was right? Ashley. She's fired. Yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, we, despite all those facts, for some reason we have this reputation as TNA – haters this next piece of news isn't going to help i'm sure dylan's reviews aren't going to help that reputation <laughs> but, this, but this next but we're piece, doing it anyway this next piece of information isn't going to help that reputation either but really what this all boils down to is if tna was any good we wouldn't pick on it we'd enjoy it and we'd talk about it as if we enjoyed it so go ahead with the second part of our new expanded tna coverage go ahead and tell the people about that yeah so I, obviously after we had uh, we had our one reviewer uh, mcmahon from the observer boards or we we i, I deemed him floppy barton after the uh the Florida Championship Wrestling uh, <laughs> name generator gave me, and he, he said that was a good name. He watched one episode of Impact, reviewed it, and then he, I was waiting for the next one, and, and the episode came and went, and, and I, the next day sort of came, and I hadn't heard anything, and I said, hey, uh, you know, when's this review going? Or, hey, do you have the review coming up? And he emailed me back and said, I've tried. I can't do it. I have to quit. He got I'm halfway sorry. through the second episode and tapped out. <laughs> he says, I love your site. I hope I'm not disappointing you. I can't do it. I thought it'd be fun, and it's not. So he, unfortunately, Floppy Barton slash McMahon has quit. No ill will. I, I, I totally understand because that's the reason why we haven't been able to find one and why you and I don't do it either. Um, but then we had another guy that stepped up, and this guy actually emailed me. It's Chris uh, Novembrino, I believe is how to pronounce it. I'm probably – I don't think I'm botching Novembrino. it. I think that's pretty right. Novembrino. Novembrino. That's, yeah, it sounds – so he emailed me uh, actually a few weeks ago and said, hey, uh, do you guys need anybody to review Impact? And I was like, eh, we'll, we'll see, you know, whatever. And then, you know, I had McMahon step up and say he would do it the same day that Chris said it. So I said, OK, you know, McMahon, it's, it's all yours. It's, it's yours. And obviously he quit. So I went back to Chris and I said, OK, you, you know, you got the job. And then Dylan said, hey, I'll review him, you know, written wise. And I said, sorry, Chris. You can't do a written one. Basically what you but- said was, sorry, Chris, but if Dylan Hale steps up to review TNA Impact – you can't turn you gotta that let down. It, yeah. that has to so happen. he said, I'll do you one better. I will do a podcast review of TNA Impact. So you know what? This is going to be glorious. I can't wait. So he, he's, he's got it all set up. It, it's, and, and if you've never seen him, he's got Don't Worry.TV is his current um, podcast he does. It's called Don't Worry About the Government. It's a, it's a news and politics podcast. And he does a really good job with it. And one thing you can tell really quickly when you listen to his, his podcast, and, and he's new to a lot of our viewers and, and people might not know about him, but he, he's funny. He, he's got comedic chops. And we've always said, we've said this for months now when we've been begging somebody to join this review, is that if you have any sort of comedic chops, you can do so much with impact. If you can, if you can hate watch it and then find joy in that hate watching – 
and make it fun bad, you're good to go. You're absolutely you 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 are cruising, and if you can if you can have fun with it, you're, you're good. And I think that Chris is definitely going to do that. And we're going to have his up on uh, Friday. Uh, but one actually a pretty fun thing that you can do if if you listen to this before Friday and you want to contribute. To his show, he's actually got a call-in number that you can call in and leave a voicemail, and he will play it on the show. So that that's it's a really awesome opportunity. The, the number is 920-710-0TNA. So that's 920-710-0TNA. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to that. So not, not only do we have a written review from one of the best reviewers in the world. Oh, my God. Guys. You were feeding his ego. He's gonna love. You know, you got, dude. He's he's reviewing TNA for us. We gotta fit, like <laughs> one of the we best gotta do something. Nah, he's really good though. Especially no, though, he's, he's awesome. you know his reviews are, are his his match descriptions are fantastic. And like I said, when Dylan is at his best, it's when he doesn't like something. And uh, yeah, when he and likes I'm something, I'm guessing yeah, he's not gonna. He's love. gonna. Oh God! And it, 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 <laughs> TNA is like, if I could handpick the product for him not to like, I mean that would be it because there's, he's not gonna like anything about it. So uh, and and he hasn't been keeping up with TNA, which is even better. He's jumping in cold, which is uh, even more incredible. And Chris, you know, he's he's sort of a uh, you know this guy's like a broadcasting professional. So you're going to get a quality podcast out of him. He does uh, he does some uh, what does he do a political uh, podcast? He does I believe a, as well. News so. politics one. It's called yeah. Don't Worry TV. He's a musician as well, so he's going to play uh, the music that he's actually produced on the podcast. Yeah, it's going to be know, good he stuff. Also, um, he. He does – doesn't he do – I thought he mentioned – doesn't he do the closed captioning for WWE Network? He said that. Yeah, he did something with closed captioning. So I forgot he's, exactly he's what he said He's got his hands in all so. sorts of pots. So this guy, you know, he's going to do a nice job for us and uh, very professional, uh, way more professional than we are. Man, this guy is oh, – the emails that he's been sending to the Voices of Wrestling offices, he's putting us to shame with some of the plans he has. So I think you guys are – listen, it, it, this is the place to come. <laughs> for the for coverage, your for your TNA coverage, okay. We still don't and, have a name. Uh, we haven't agreed on a name quite yet. We have four options here. We had a, we had a poll that, that that I put out, or I asked you guys to 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 contribute. Uh, the winner of that poll was Desperation X, was the poll winner. But then, as I said, hey, vote on this poll that we've already, you know, everybody gave us your suggestions. We put them in a poll. Then we had a few other people step up with some pretty good ones. We have Total Nonstop Agony. Total nonstop apathy is another one. Awesome. So we're 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 gonna see. We don't know. We we haven't decided on the exact name. I've let that that last decision go to him. So Chris will get the last decision if he's got if he's got an extra. My personal, I like total stop, nonstop agony. I don't know about you. I total nonstop apathy is pretty good too. One too. I, yeah, I like it, it's more than X is good. So they, 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 they're all good. All yeah. these so submissions were good, but uh, no, it's gonna be a great show. It was so yeah. We we've went from months and upon months upon months of trying to find a TNA reviewer to now we have not only a written one but also a podcast review. Uh, so. Listen, if we were going to be the TNA haters, then we might as well go all the way with it, right? And assign yep. Dylan Hales to the task and uh, wow. and have a podcast called uh, Desperation X. So, uh, But here's the thing and it's like <laughs> I said before, if TNA starts being awesome tomorrow don't think for one second that Dylan's not going to talk about it as if it's awesome and don't think that Chris... Yeah, we're, we're not going there yet. I mean, it right. just it stinks right now. So what do you want us to say i mean do you want us to put it over it stinks it stinks so cheer shots radio we're supposed to lie about it remember i that's, yeah forgot yeah absolutely so you know that's not all we do here okay it, it's it's garbage and we've talked about it because it's garbage that you know as if it's garbage so uh you know if, if for all you tna uh nut jobs out there and you don't know who you are i mean you know it's 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 if it's good we'll talk about it as if it's good like any other promotion i mean look at look at the way we talked about wwe in 2013 and look at the way we've talked about it this year mm-hmm. although payback i thought was a very good show but we'll get to that later. yes and we'll get to yeah 
Alrighty, so we've done all the, the is that 45 minutes of housekeeping there, of, of promoting ourselves? and you, you know what that was? That was 45 minutes of topics that we didn't even have on our topic list. And not even on our list, yeah. So Dear this is why God. we end up going three hours. <laughs> Dear God, alright. Let's, uh, let's do Super Juniors. Let's go Best of the Super Juniors. Okay. Uh, best of the Super Juniors, what we're going to do, alright, how are we going to do this? I don't even think we ended up deciding. Okay, um... We're gonna. Oh, we'll just talk about it now. We'll just discuss. We'll, you know, we'll we'll just figure out what we're gonna as, do going as forward. As far now, as the so. stand, okay. There's two shows left, and then the finals. <laughs> so there's three shows left, but two shows worth of matches left. And the current standings, as of this moment, and it's a little confusing because there's two sets of standings floating around the internet. There's standings that are not counting the Alex Co- Alex Kozlov pulled out due to injury. So there's one set of standings that do not count. Uh, the forfeited matches by Alex Kozlov until they are scheduled to occur. And there's another set. Did you, of did you watch that injury yet? I did. I saw it. that was on. Uh, that was pretty sick. Yeah, that was his arm popped I, out of his socket. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I'd be happy not seeing that ever they again. Popped so it back it. in <laughs> live on the, with the, the camera guy while Ricochet zooming in. Yeah, badly stalled for time. Did what he. <laughs> Then he continued the match and it popped out again, and then they just waved it off. So yeah. he scored zero points because that was night one. And there's a second set of standings that include the forfeited matches before they take place. So we're going to use that set of standings. Yeah. By those sets of standings, Block A have Taka Mishinoku in first place <laughs> with eight points. And uh, the man who was a dark horse but then slowly became the favorite because everybody picked him, Kushida, with eight points. Block B has a four-way tie, which includes Taichi with six points. Um, so here's the interesting thing here. There's only two shows left. Everybody is alive except for Kozlov. Because and, that, and that's classic. That's classic. It's classic Gato Jato. This is what they do in every tournament. It's gotten old at this point. Um, what they do is they have a lot of the underdogs win all their matches early on. Like Taichi, for example, started 3-0, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, the... the Jushin Liger is uh, at the bottom of the standings, uh, if you don't count Kozlov, who has zero points, with four points. But the thing is, Liger has two matches left, one of which is against Taka. Taka only has one match left because he already uh, – we're counting his forfeit win against Kozlov. So theoretically, Liger can tie Taka, and if he does tie him, he'll have the head-to-head. So Liger's still alive with the four points. Um, so – and he's the guy furthest back from first place in either block. So every single person, except for Alex Kozlov, is still in contention here to win the block, let alone just make the semifinals. Everyone, right, you, right. Know, the, you know, I'm just talking about winning this. So um, it's really bunched together, and there's two shows left. I have seen shows one, two, and four. Rich, you've seen. I've seen one and four. And you've seen one I missed and two, four. yeah. I don't think anybody has seen three because if I'm not mistaken, it did not air on television, although I did see highlights from three because at the beginning of uh, night four, they did run through the finishes and the highlights yeah, right. of, uh, of the stuff from night three. And uh, I tell you, you know, to me, I always think Super Juniors is one of the most overrated tours of the year because you're going to get a lot of short matches. And they're really only going to give time to the main event. So you, really when you're assessing a Super Juniors tour, when you're looking at the cards, your eyes have to immediately go to the main events of each night. 
Mm-hmm. And then from there, and we've talked about that every year. Sure. We've always talked about we look at these matchups and we get super excited. But you got to remember these go eleven minutes. They go eight minutes. Not so even go, eleven you know, minutes. It, Jeez, I'd yeah, yeah, right, yeah. That's that's on the high side. Yeah. That's the main event. I mean, you're looking at six to eight for for a lot, a lot of them, of and, and yeah. Sure. And that's that's something you sort of have to look. I mean, you you get very excited about. Oh my God, Ricochet versus Kenny Omega, and then it's just like you know, it's it's five minutes, and it's like oh, right. all right, if well, it's before, that's if, it. So. Yeah, if it's before the intermission, they're you know they're getting seven minutes or whatever. But um, the one thing I'll say about this tour is these shows have been a lot of fun. Um, there aren't any match of the year contenders yet, and normally you don't get that anyway until the final night, if at all. But it's been a lot of fun, and I, I tell you, Jason Felix wrote he knocked it out of the park with a good article that he wrote. And uh, the two guys that have really stood out are the two guys that nobody wanted to see in the field again, and that was Taka and Taichi. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they're standing out, and Jason, I think, really nailed it on the head, is because they're so much different than everybody else. Everybody else in this tournament is busy doing springboard moves and reversals on top of reversals and uh, working at a quick pace. And then you've got Taka Mishinoku poking guys in the eyes, kicking them in the shins, and doing these grimy veteran heel tactics. You've got Taichi, who is doing his new gimmick with the microphone, where he's singing his entrance music, and uh, you know he's killing guys with chairs and and being a lot more aggressive. Has there been a more boring wrestler in? New Japan oh, I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's than Taichi over the last. I thought I was watching one of his matches in Fast Forward because he was actually like moving and running and like kind of like <laughs> like I wouldn't say sprinting or really doing stuff, but I mean you're used to as we saw you said he would he tag in sit in the corner do he'd be like he'd be like Hogan where he's just sitting there with his fist out and people are just running into his fist. I mean that's that's what you got, and then he would tag back out, and that was the end of Taichi, Taichi for the has night. Been and yeah, a lazy boring wrestler for a long time and he's really added an edge to his character on this tour to where what he's doing is standing out and i mean the one night i believe it was night i might be wrong but i think it was night four where he faced tiger mask uh he was introduced first and then as tiger mask was being introduced he he waited by the entranceway with a steel chair and as soon as tiger mask came out of the entranceway, he killed him with the chair and uh it was just such a it it was like i said it's different it's just like jason really nailed on the head and uh, it could be the fact that Taichi is embroiled in this controversy in Japan, um, and he might feel like uh, he, you know, he's he's going to be suspended when the tour is over. He was caught. There were photographs that leaked from a tabloid where he's uh, cheating on his wife with a with another young woman. And in Japan, the standards are a little different. If you get caught with marijuana in Japan. You're in big trouble. If you're cheating on your wife in Japan, you're in much bigger trouble than you would be you know, in the Western world. Uh, these things are frowned upon and companies act. And they did make a statement before the tour that he will be suspended after the tour. There was a lot of talk that they were going to pull him from the tour. I mean that's how serious they're taking this. And uh, he gave a little speech after his match on night one saying he's going to be who he is, blah, blah, blah. He's got this new gimmick he's doing. He's being more aggressive. He might be feeling some heat and he might be afraid he's going to lose his job. Who knows? So maybe that's why he's added this new edge to his character. Wouldn't explain the push. It's been great. Wouldn't explain the push necessarily. Um, but that again, that could just be a situation where it's all the upsets come early. And- yeah, it's it's hard to really look at these standings. And I, I remember last year was the same thing. You were, we were looking at these standings, and, and they don't mean anything. Well, you, you look know. at him. He's got six points. He's tied with four other people. And his two matches are – he's got two matches left against – He's got Shelly and Omega. Yeah. So, I mean, two guys that um, are also – obviously legitimate uh, contenders to, to at least advance to the semifinals, especially in Omega's case. And Shelly went to the finals last year. 
Um, so it's conceivable he loses both of those matches. So this may not be indicative of a push. Uh, he could just lose those two matches and be out of things by the final night. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens afterwards. That's been fun. You know, it, yeah, I, I definitely uh, think it was a change that he needed to freshen up for sure. So, and Taka's been great too. And, and you know, I've really liked Kenny Omega's stuff in this tournament. Yeah, I, 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 that, he's a guy I wanted to point out a little bit. And that, that's a guy I've always had sort of a love-hate where I've always wished he was a little bit better. And obviously, we mentioned on our last our, you know, when we were previewing this show that, that you know, his in DDT he really took that next step up recently as of late you know with with Kotobushi and and those sort of ones and now I think he's just I I've loved his stuff from him he, he's taken the biggest risks and some of them have been kind of ridiculous looking and and not ridiculous in, in terms of like he's just like killing himself out there but but it, it really shows this is a guy that's really starting to really come into his own I, I don't I forgot how because he's he's relatively old now at this point right how old is Kenny I don't think I wouldn't call yeah him I'm gonna old. look it up he's right gotta now he's got to be in his early to mid 30s he's 30 right okay. now he's 30 oh, that's so you can tell there's I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was a little. He was a too, deep but, South wrestling guy with right, with, uh, but I thought he was super young then. I thought he must have been if he's only thirty now, because a lot of those guys that he was in developmental with are in their mid thirties now. People like mm-hmm. uh, like Micah Taylor, he's like thirty six, thirty seven years old. Kevin Matthews is a guy who's got to be in his early to mid thirties by now, mm-hmm. and that was sort of his time in deep South wrestling when he was with WWE. So he was a little younger than those guys, I guess. Um, yeah, but he's he's a guy I really see that sort of. Uh, the light bulb's going on, or so, or he's just seen her. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just noticing him more, but I've really been impressed by his work. I listen. I've been on. You, I've been on the yeah. Omega bandwagon a little longer than you have. I, I you know, I, it's. Uh, I say it all the time. I think he just left a bad taste in your mouth with those bad Ring of Honor matches because mm-hmm. everything outside of his Ring of Honor run has always been solid. And uh, you know, it's it's he's had a really strong tournament here. My favorite match so far was Liger versus Ricochet from Night Four. Yes, yeah. I really enjoyed that match. I think a lot of it was um, just seeing. I listen. I don't recall if those guys have faced each other before, but and they may have. They may have last year. I don't remember if they were in the same block. Um, maybe the producer can look that up real quick. But I, there was something real. Sp- Special about watching, you know, Jushin Liger in there with a guy like Ricochet, who's sort of the the uh, you know the, the the modern standard of flying wrestling versus the guy that was the standard in 1989. You know what I mean? It was special to watch. And yeah, I, I got them in 2013. I have them seven minutes, seven minutes and 26 seconds. So they did wrestle last year. See, I don't yeah. even remember that match. The match either. this year is one that I will though, because I, I I think it was the strongest match uh, in the tournament so far. Actually, that might not even be fair. Um, there was a, uh, let's see on night, uh, what night was it? I think it was on night. Who did Kenny Omega face? Oh, the Omega Taguchi match on night one. Yes. Yeah. I thought was a hell of a match and they told a really cool story in that match. And yeah, that um, might, so that, might, yeah, that one might be my favorite, even probably, though I, I loved Ricochet. Well, I, I see, love there's Ricochet. A difference Liger, between so. the best match and your favorite match. Right, right. Okay. So, you know, you can cheat a little. Okay. The best match has probably been Omega Taguchi. But my favorite match has been Ricochet Liger, which mm-hmm. I thought mainly because Tozawa was there, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, that was cool too. I popped in because I saw Ricochet come out in the Tozawa shirt, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." They'd let him wear the Tozawa shirt, and then all of a sudden, best there in his orange shirt comes up, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's Tozawa!" The like, best friends gimmick, and Tozawa kind of he gave that away on Twitter. He said he was going to be there, so um, that was great. That was kind of cool. But overall, I got to tell you, I'm enjoying this year's tournament better than last year's tournament for sure. Um, Certainly, oh, absolutely. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Because I think, and last year's tournament was was 
it was okay. And I, I know there was some guys. There was a lot of guys that really. And if you look back, there's a lot of guys that we mentioned that we. I mean, like Brian Kendrick was just Kendrick was the shit. Year. I mean, he was doing he was that mirror awful, gimmick, yeah. and it was bad. And then you had uh, Hiromu Takahashi. They had a young lion who had no prayer of winning any of his matches. Um, Beretta wasn't very good. He was still sort of you know getting a stink off, if I remember correctly. And, oh, Beretta, yeah, he did. He wasn't impressed. Jado was in the tournament. He's uh, oh yeah, he's, yeah, right. He's, he's washed up. So uh, there were a lot of matches that and and Dev and it was disappointing booking because Devich just ran through the whole thing without losing to put over the Bullet Club thing. So uh, there really wasn't a ton of drama either. And then Taguchi withdrew, if I recall. Someone withdrew. Yes, yep. Taguchi uh, withdrew. Who was it? Because um, it had, I think it was Taguchi because then uh, I think they were setting up a Devit Taguchi final, weren't they? Yeah. That's the um, idea with Taguchi coming back. And, I'm uh, showing him all the way up. I'm showing him with uh, maybe it was the year before. I'm showing him, yeah. And, no, Taguchi and, got hurt. I, I, I'm almost positive Taguchi got hurt last year. Yeah, um, I'm trying to read through it here. Right now. I'm looking at the results. Yeah, I thought so. Two. Oh, uh, uh, Taguchi, who originally won the B block, was sidelined with a hip injury yeah. and replaced in the semifinal by Taka. Yeah, right, right. right. Okay. Remember, because they put Taka in there. Right, right. Okay, and, now uh, and it was Shelley. So we didn't forfeit any. Oh, yes, okay, Shelley in the yeah. final against Devitt, which they ended up having a really cool match, um, which was probably the best match of the whole tournament. But uh, clearly, they were going towards Devitt versus Taguchi, which ended up being delayed uh, when Taguchi got hurt. So um, you know, this year's been better, in my opinion. We'll see how it oh. finishes with these last three shows. Uh, a lot of drama going into the last two nights. Everybody's bunched together. Um, let me see. Have they announced the match order? Because that usually gives things away. No, they have not. So they've been smart about that. So there's no match orders announced for the last for the last night, which would clue you in on who's going to be, you know, because obviously whoever's yeah. in the final match on the last night, it's going to determine some things. So, so that's better too. You know, we really don't know what's going to happen. Um, just looking at the six six show, which is the final night, block night. Um, let's see. First of all, who gets the night off? Uh, Kozlov was going to face Taka, so Taka is going to have either eight or ten points going into that. He's facing Liger the night before. I have a feeling Liger is going to win that because they're mm-hmm. going to have Liger get back into this thing, and they're going to have, have to build some drama with Taka. So uh, Liger will beat Taka the night before. Taka will have eight points going into the final night and be. And it will depend on other people's results, whether he gets into the semifinals. And some of the matches you have there uh, in the, the A block, Mascara Dorada versus Matt Jackson, Bushi versus Ricochet, and Liger versus Kushida. You have to th- figure that the Bushi-Ricochet match, because Bushi's another guy who they've pushed here during this thing. Uh, Absolutely, he's gotten yeah. some wins he shouldn't have gotten. And you figure they'll have Ricochet in the mix towards the end. So the Bushi-Ricochet match is the one I would say keep your eye on. And... Um, in the A block. Now the B block, it's so jumbled that I don't even think we can analyze it. Everybody has either six or, or four points. Yeah. Omega looks like one again, and, and I'm not sure if they'll go all the way with him, but looking at the guys, he's he, he's got uh, Nick Jackson and Taichi coming up. And obviously, as you mentioned, Taichi is probably a guy that, that will be you know, bumped down a little bit. Right, he'll lose his So you, you look at Omega over there, and, and obviously the Jackson, it's it sort of, if I were predicting, I would say he probably beats Jackson, but you know, you, you never know. I mean, it's it's... It's impossible to tell, but he's one to keep an eye out. He's he's got a nice favorable, uh, and I'm just looking at Taichi as a guy that that you know who's going to get wins against him. And Alex Shelley's the other one that that could possibly you know bump up a little bit I, with a win I, over Taichi, who I, who I I would doubt would win anymore. But you never know. Yeah, it, you do know. I mean, it's true. And the injury, the Kozlov, kind of throws things off a lot. And it 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 probably had them. They probably had to scramble and rebook some things to get at least you know one of the you know at least some of the right people into the semis from that block so uh so who knows it's it's it, like i said this is the way they book these things they book them really close 
and it, it makes it really hard for people like us to really break it down. So, uh, do you? I had a quick question here. Um, and, and this happened with the G one, obviously, when when people bounced out, and, and you know, historically, you know, we had what two guys leave uh, the G one. We obviously had now. Um, you know, Kozlov and this one bounce out and everybody sort of says, oh, well, this puts a wrench in their booking because, you know, they had him do this and they had, you know, the forfeits and this sort of stuff. Are you in favor of them just inserting a guy and just having him sort of take over that win-loss record of the guy before? Do you think that's sort of – to me, I'm looking at this I, I and, and, and so. I wouldn't want to rack my brain. Like I wouldn't want to be Gato and Jado and go, oh, OK, now how do we rebook this? Whereas I could just easily put a guy in there and just sort of – I think, but I, I can see it. Yeah, I don't know. I think if the injury happens early enough, like this one did, there's probably a good argument for finding somebody to come in and work those matches. I don't know if it happens halfway through or towards the end if it's worth the effort. Um, I think that, uh, but the problem is, who's you know, can they really just call somebody up and yeah. put them on the? I mean, how do you, you know these things? You know, they give certain people off certain tours, and I mean, what are you gonna do? You're gonna call? I guess the young lions are there anyway, right? I mean, they're working. Yeah, throw Komatsu in there. Let him get his ass kicked. I mean, yeah, I mean, if they're working the shows anyway, you know, putting the ring together and working at ringside and doing what young lions do, you know, they could throw a Tanaka or a Komatsu in that spot. And I mean, instead of having forfeits, just have those guys lose every match. So at least you're having a match. I mean, from that standpoint, I could see it. Or even at that point, if you throw one of those guys in there, maybe they pull an upset to just preserve the booking. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would prefer that rather than just having a match eliminated. A good example is on the eye pay-per-view the other night, you know, Mascara Dorada didn't get to work, you know, because his match was against Kozlov. So and that's obviously a guy that you want to see. I mean, he's dynamic. You know, you don't want to see that guy get a night. You know, you pay for the show. You'd like to see him work. So, yeah, I, I think if it happens early enough in the tour, I think that there's an argument that they pot for that. Sure. Just something I've been thinking about. Just um, yeah, he got hurt in the first match. I mean, you're gonna yeah, and I get like because you had last year you had Tenzan and um who, who am I was it Goto? Who am I blanking on? Goto in the G1. Um, that's a little trickier because the G1 is sort of the that's the big daddy. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if you just want to throw in some, you know that that's kind of a big deal. Who gets into the G1 and yeah, I'm not so sure about that. But in a, a, a tournament like this where it happens on the first night, yeah, you know, throw a young line and why not? You know, I mean, you're, you're giving that spot zero points anyway by forfeiting it. So, you know, at least give people at least that way, you know, you buy the eye pay-per-view or you buy a ticket to the show. You get to see, the, you know, Mascara Dorado work that night or whoever it happens to be, you know. So, uh, you know, definitely. I mean, you know, you, you know, Liger, when he was scheduled to fade, just, you know, it's like these guys all get the night off. And it, it, that's not fair to people who buy tickets either necessarily. Right. So I don't know. Just something to think about. So yeah, obviously as mentioned, uh, we're gonna be covering that. I am uh, tentatively watching it live. It's well, it's this Saturday, right? Oh crap, maybe I can. Oh, Rich, you're killing me. You had. But I'm going to Dreamwave. I'm going to wrestling. Oh, you so be it, home it, on time. Well, what time does it yeah. start? You're trying to back um, out here. I almost got this whole tour off because Jason Felix did the first one, Brian Rose did the second show, and you were gonna do the finals. I almost got an entire yeah. tour off. This is this is. Uh, but I do it. You know. Forgot about that. Ah, last second plans to go to damn. Dreamwave having a good card. Uh, cancel plans like Rich Craig cancels plans. Let me tell you, <laughs> you know, there are people listening who are nodding. See, the thing is, because I agree to too many things, so I just need to tell everybody to go fuck off all the time. And then you're too nice. You're too nice. I'm too nice. I just got to say fuck off, and then at the last minute, hey, I can do it's it. It's no and big deal. Will... I'll be watching live, so I could step in and do the yeah. And I'm gonna try to do it, but yeah, it's gonna be a lot of yeah. It's gonna take oof. yeah. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a lot of wrestling. A long day. It'll be a long day, but that's fine. I think I can handle it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. You have a lot I of nerve, to... you know that, because 
I covered every G1 <laughs> show live, and they were every night. I think I had. Was, I don't know why you did that. I, you, you don't have to was, hang this over me. One I was, night off. They were all like four in the morning. Um, the reviews were up within seconds of the of the reviews were up while Tanahashi was playing air guitar, and uh, you know, you know, I I was going to work hours later. I was going to live <laughs> shows earlier in the day. Well, work it works the stretch. And, uh, well, you know, um, I was I was going to my place of employment. <laughs> you put pants on. You put pants. I on. did. I did put pants on. Um, let's let's yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, so you have a lot of nerve here. You know, you have the rigors of going to a wrestling show of all things earlier in the day because we know how stressful and agonizing that's going to be to sit there and watch. It's <laughs> the two hour drives back and forth. Yeah. That's the right. well, no, no big deal. I can cover it, and uh, I haven't covered anything on this. I got to hang around. I'm a, I'm a dirt sheet writer. I got to hang around the wherever whatever bar they go to and get the scoops <laughs> on Dreamwave Wrestling. Insane, so. man. Those aren't going to get themselves. I mean, I can't figure out. Absolutely right. Good point. You've convinced me, Rich. I will. I have to have ear to the ear to the ground, or else I miss something. Absolutely, absolutely. Thrilling Midwest independent scoops. Right. And that's what people. That's what they come here for. So you know what? Hey, Hey, listen. Nobody talks trash like Midwest independent wrestlers either. So not there (laughs) to get those scoops when they're talking trash about each other. They do love it. They they. Hey, we do have a pretty reliable source in the Midwest scene who takes care of things for us too, though. Yes, absolutely. So, so. A pretty reliable source. Good stuff. All right, cool. So that's best of the Super Juniors. I don't really have too much else. So as you mentioned, you are going to cover it live. Um, this uh, it is Saturday. Apparently, m- no, it's Sunday morning. I've then. been anointed the task. That's fine. I'll, you were going to do it anyway. I was watch you, anyway, but yes, I will, quiet I will you. cover it live. Yes. I take out the second laptop, which is ah oh man, and 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 type it up as I watch. I was just going to enjoy it as a fan, but Rich is is a slave <laughs> no, driver. That's... He is a slave driver. You want to? You got to earn that check. It's true. That's true. If I'm gonna, if it's in the mail. These residuals, then I, I have to earn them. <laughs> so, every sleazy uh, online internet gambling site is begging for us to uh, give them advertising space. So exactly. I'm gonna see the residuals from these checks. <laughs> I've got to put the, so the fighting fish casino game isn't gonna click itself. So <laughs> absolutely. And it's probably time. Nobody to knows what we're talking Rich. about. It's probably time to move. On. <laughs> Nobody has any clue what we're talking about. So obviously, as you mentioned, we'll cover the the. Um, Best of Super Juniors, and and Jason's made an effort to try to any shows that come up on uh, nefarious means, and, and and we've pretty much put them out there because if they're not going to be available to us to buy, then we're going to try to find ways sure. means and ways to do it. So we we've been sort of linking those, but they've been coming up on Daily Motion, and Jason has been trying to catch up and do reviews of one. So we're, they'll pop out when they pop out, but uh, we are going to cover. Yes, the, it's true. If the footage emerges from these other random nights, somebody from our site is going to do a. Re- yeah, and we're all watching them and waiting, and, and there's a there's a source that we're looking at and, and seeing when he pops them up there. So so we'll see. I mean, those might come out of order. They might not come. They they may. Yeah, it, it's tough to say. But we'll definitely have the, the finals there for you. So good stuff. An exciting tournament. It's 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 been a lot of fun. So do, do, do you want to do payback or WWE financials? It's the roulette wheel. It's the uh, spin the wheel, make the deal. We could segue them into each other. Let's let's knock out the financials now. The uh, uh, what came out earlier this week, Rich? And okay, so this was the key. Pr- yeah, this was the, uh, the the key performance indicators, and um, this is again Chris Harrington uh, at Mukigana. He's also at WhatCulture.com. Chris Harrington again. He's a guy that if you're going to talk to us about the WWE Network, you have to read his stuff first. You, you know what I mean? It's it's. I'm so sick of arguing with people that just they, they they're not talking in facts. They're talking in just just 
you have to read his stuff. When you read his stuff, then you can come talk to us because he's got all the data. He, he, he's doing the hard work. So until you read his stuff, don't talk. Chris, don't argue Chris with no, us about Chris it. Chris number one, Dave Meltzer number two. I mean, those exactly, guys yeah. are covering he, He's stuff. covering it the best. So if and, you're going to talk to us and argue with us about anything about the network, you read his thing first and then you can come to us and then you can prove that you've read to it. Because if you're not reading his stuff, you're, you're not getting all the information. You're just not. Because if you're reading corporate WWE, including these key performance indicators, they're hiding facts in between other stuff. They're putting things in different pockets. Like, you need somebody to break it down to really understand what's going on. And he, and he does that better than anybody. And a lot of Chris's stuff is his own personal analysis. We understand that. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, if you look at his history of breaking down the network from before the network even hit uh, for public consumption, a lot of his analysis has come true. Um, he, 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 had the, he had this number within, I think, 20,000 or some I mean, ridiculous he, he like. nailed the subscription number. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, how after well the first day, it was, after it was like the first week. It was when he was, he, was, he was compiling data on people that were sort of going with the first week. And he sort of did, did it stretched out to six months. He said, yeah, about, I think he said 700,000 or maybe 650,000 was, was his guess. And it ended up being 667. So. His margin of error was insignificant is the point. Yeah. And, uh, and that, was, that was in December. Um, so I mean, you know, and we have nothing to gain by putting Chris over. He does he does nothing for our site. I mean, he he's with uh, what, what's the name of his website? Uh, what culture? What culture? What culture? Um, you know, he's been a guest here before, and he's obviously somebody that we're friendly with. But we have nothing to gain by putting his stuff over. His articles don't appear on our site. Uh, he's just a tremendous analysis of WWE financials. He's right there with Dave Meltzer, neck and neck. In many ways, he's better. Um, so, you know, those are the two guys, if you're really interested in this nerd stuff and look, there's a lot of people who fast forward through this when we talk about it, we understand that we're into it. We enjoy it. We understand that not everybody does and, and we understand why, and that's fine. But if you're going to dig deep into this stuff and try to understand it and try to learn something and understand the WWE financials, those are the two guys, man. Uh, yeah, you, you got to read those guys. All right. So then the key performance indicators came out and this was on Tuesday afternoon. And, and essentially what this did is there was a whole lot of junk in there, but there was one thing that really stood out, and it was the the WrestleMania 30 buys, and that was worldwide. We finally got the first taste of worldwide buy numbers, and 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 Chris broke it down here a little bit. I'm just going to read from him real quick. He said, uh, "WWE reported that there were uh, 716,000 pay per view buys in the month of April 2014. That split into six nine uh, uh, six nine hundred buys for WrestleMania and 26." Prior period buys for Royal Rumble and Animation Chamber events. So essentially, we'll look at the big numbers. So it's it's six nine zero 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 traditional pay per view buys for WrestleMania thirty. So there you go. That's a number buys for WrestleMania thirty. And obviously, when when that number, we we sort of got some numbers for WrestleMania thirty initially came out, and a lot of us were shocked because it was it, they were high high pay per view numbers, real high pay per view numbers, which was a little bit. Intriguing because we weren't sure what people – I mean obviously the network cut into overall numbers. But the numbers of people still buying it on traditional was pretty high. And we sort of theorized at the time maybe it's people that weren't really sure about, you know, is this network going to work? Because I was, in a, I was in a group where we did that. We said, you know what? Hey, I don't know if this network thing is going to work. So let's buy the normal pay-per-view just so we're not sitting here with seven guys staring at a buffering wheel the whole time. I, I, I know a number of people that did the same thing. A lot of people just didn't even bother with the network and just bought it on pay-per-view. Or, you know, there's a lot of people that still buy WrestleMania because it's WrestleMania. Well, so, the, question, the real question was, what we weren't sure about was, uh, how many of those 690,000 people were also network subscribers who simply right. didn't trust the feed? And that, exactly. that's a question that was impossible to answer. And we're still not quite there yet. But what we have essentially is we look at that worldwide number and, and something stuck out to Chris and it stuck out to everybody who sort of looked at that as well. And, and um, 
here's, but, here's but what he says again on, here. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Go yeah. on. The reason that's important is because as we move forward, you're not going to have people double dipping and paying for the event twice. Anymore. Right. They, the, the thing works. The network works. Cool. I'm good. They're I'm not going to stop paying $70 for it. So go ahead. Right. Yeah, so uh, what he says here is uh, that leaves us the number of non-U.S. pay-per-view buys for WrestleMania 30 between 300,000 and 340,000 buys. What's remarkable is that the past three years there was between 440,000 and 500 WrestleMania pay-per-view buys from outside the North America. Thus, we're down by at least a quarter, if not a third. We're missing out on at least 125 international pay-per-view buys, and that's not even accounting for Canadian buys, which for some reason Canada is different. So, you know, initially we look at that, and, and, and it seems pretty basic there is – the past two WrestleManias were a lot bigger. You had The Rock. You had this sort of stuff. And and that's definitely – I mean there's there's some credence to that. But it gets a little bit more interesting when you look at a little bit of work that people have done on a big topic we've talked about a lot is international people that already have the network. How many people are out there that, that, that took the two seconds of the Google search to figure out, hey, how the hell do I get the network if I live in England? How do I get the network if I live in Canada? You know, How do I do this? It's not that hard. And that's we, – we have a number of people. There was an observer poll that put something that I think – Maybe thirty percent of people, and and that's which is going to skew high, which bit. is going to skew higher than normal, exactly. Because observer subscribers are going to be your super hardcore. So that thirty percent that the or whatever it was that the observer poll came out, you have to you have to theorize that the actual number will be slightly lower. But we're getting to that. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, so Chris kind of theorized a few different things here. He said lack of interest, the, uh, the you know the Rock not wrestling this year, uh, rampant piracy fans choosing to watch illegal streams or whatever. Or number three, the thing that we started talking about, WWE Network, a large number of non-U.S. fans are already watching it and already in on it. George Barrios, the CFO, he got asked that question a few um, at one of the uh, recent uh, conference calls, and he just said, "Oh, a handful of people," and that's it. He said a handful of people are doing it, but it's not a big issue for them. But yeah, it it, it it's very interesting because we look at. A, a few different numbers, and Chris runs it in this article, and you should definitely check it out. Um, I'll try to link it in this this page as well. Make he sure goes, you link it on the page when we put the Yeah, because I, I think I'm not doing it quite. I mean, it, it's you really have to read to kind of get an idea of the numbers. Yeah, absolutely. So he says, in fact, if there were 125,000 international subscribers in the announced post-WrestleMania 667 number that would represent, and that's the, the big network number, that would resent, uh, represent nearly 19% of the subscription base is from outside the United and States. And here's how he arrives at that. You, you know, a lot of people are saying – He's not factoring in the rock factor. Yeah, exactly. But here's the right. thing. He's gone back and looked at the trends from, from uh, when the network has rolled out, and that's how he's come across – that's how he's, he's uh, uh, um, come down to the, 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 the trends ever – from the point when the ne- – I'm not, I'm not nearly articulating this like I want to. But all the trends that he's seen since the network has hit to now, and the WrestleMania number has correlated perfectly to those trends. Um, so, you know, and the rock thing, how I would counter that to people is how many less buys do you think this WrestleMania was going to do just because the rock, how many buys do you think he really added? I mean, did you think this WrestleMania was going to drop from, you know, 1.2 million total buys if it were just on pay-per-view to 800,000? I mean, come on, how far, how far did you think it was going to fall? It's still WrestleMania. I mean, I understand it's the rock, but it's, it's WrestleMania. And yeah, and, and, and- yeah, absolutely. And and one thing that people are missing too, and, and he sort of talked about this a little bit on Twitter, and I don't know if he, he necessarily put it in, in articulated it well enough in in his piece, because I think a lot of people got confused by that, is he's done research. And I think a lot of people, is, it, it, first-time readers might not really, because I don't know if he necessarily linked back to, I mean, this guy's done, as we mentioned, he's done years worth of work on this. So you really have to be familiar with his, you know, what he does to kind of get it. But one thing that he did is he looked at international trends and the percentage of buys coming from international and all this sort of stuff. January, February, perfectly normal. 
Everything's exactly how it always has been for the past, you know, three or four years. Suddenly in April, everything changes. The international behavior, the international percentage is way down. That's not The Rock, people. That's not The Rock that made January, February, The Rock wasn't there. You know what I mean? April, all of a sudden, The Rock's not there. And oh, international, I don't want to buy anymore. I was going to buy in January, February because that's what you got to look at is percentage of international people versus – you know, the domestic, which was perfectly in line. It was, it was, it, what was happening in January and February was exactly what was happening, you know, years, two, three, four, five, six years or whatever. April happens, something, you know, interesting happens around March and April. And now all of a sudden, pay per view, you know, behavior from the international people is completely different. So, what so happened what that, to change that behavior? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's sort of, you can absolutely you can theorize reasonably that. conclude that the network yeah. is what changed so uh the bottom line is when you go through his work here he concludes that somewhere in the range of 19 to 22 percent of of the 667,287 network subscribers are already coming from international mm-hmm. which has to be terrifying if you're an investor and has to be a completely terrifying number if you're the wwe because the international rollout was the next golden goose that they passed on to investors. Right. WrestleMania didn't put them anywhere close to their projections. Oh, but listen, we're going to do this international thing and we're going to meet all our projections then. Not if 20% of your international customers, you know, not if 20% of the customers are already coming from international because that's a huge chunk. That What that means is essentially all of the hardcore international fans already have the thing. Which is, I think, what's happening in America as well is – the hardcores already have it. We have it. We have it. We this love it. We watch it. We do it. for the but... hardcore. The hardcores already own this oh, thing. It, they won. It's an easy yeah. sell for us. What they're not winning here is the casual fan. That's what they're not winning with the network. That's why 690,000 people paid $70 for WrestleMania instead of $10, instead of $9.99 for WrestleMania because they don't care about the old pay-per-views and they don't care about 1994 episodes of ECW and they don't care about the Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. Only the hardcores care about that stuff. Old content does not sell. 24-7 didn't work because nobody cares about old content except us and the other dorks listening to this. Those are the only people that care about old content. You and me. When I say you and me, that's me and you people listening. You're the only, we're the only ones that care. The casuals don't care. That's been proven time and time again. So international is the next golden goose. But if 20% of these subscribers are already international, then all the hardcores have it already. Mm-hmm. The international, if, 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 if Chris's theory is right, and let me tell you, if you read through the article, if we haven't you know, uh, been articulate enough to make the point here, it sure seems like it's right. And he's been right from day one with all things network. This guy knows what he's doing. This is scary information for investors, frightening information, because the international is not going to add nearly what they think it's going to add. And it's scary. And, uh, you know, we've been beating this drum and, you know, people get honest because they think we're beating up on the network. I mean, you know, none of this is good. And Barrios blew off that question. And I don't like the way he blew it off. Ah, uh, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. Did you listen to it? He said, ah, hands. Yeah. And then and that then was it. Next. Let's quickly yeah. change the subject. Listen, they know. They know where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like we talked about earlier with the piracy thing. They ignore the piracy thing too, but they know. Meltzer talks about it all the time. They're well aware of, how, of, of, the numbers, of the numbers when it comes to the piracy. They just don't make a big deal of it because they don't want to make other people aware of it. 
people who aren't pirates. They don't want, yeah, they don't want to say, hey, don't pirate this. And people go, oh, wait, wait you can minute, pirate you it? Can, you can watch this for free? You know, they don't want to, <laughs> yeah, right. you know. And as we know, WWE fans aren't the smartest lot because a lot of them still haven't figured out that the network isn't on TV. It's an internet network. They still haven't gotten that across to a lot of people. So, you know, they, they, you know it's, it's, if, if Chris is right, and I tend to think he is with these percentages. I'd go with him. Because let me tell you, it falls – Random people on Twitter. Well, Rich, <laughs> it falls in line with that observer poll. The observer poll came in at, yeah, exactly. at 30%. And we all – I think he did a, I think he did an impenetrable uh, – yeah, he had um, – he said we took a survey at, at what culture and that was 17%. There you came go. from overseas. So we're, we're, we keep being in this with a 5% margin of difference. But we're 15 to 20 to – I mean we're, we're there. It, it's anywhere from 30 to 17%. And like right. we said – we all suspected at the time that the observer poll was going to skew high because that's the nerdiest of the nerdiest hardcores that pay ten ninety nine a month to read a trade newsletter. So of course, and it's, it's very international skew. too. I, sure, and, and, and dealing with those people, there's a lot of people that are international Absolutely. there. So that, that that skews a lot. But the what culture? I mean, that that again, that's also an overseas thing. But we see a much smaller, possibly more realistic number because I think there's a lot of casuals there. If you look at what cultures, you know, what they sort of drive to. It's an international site, but a lot of it drives to sort of crappy American <laughs> journalism. And that the Chris's stuff is great, but there's a lot of that, you know, top ten that's bleacher report style, sure. you know, ten things you won't believe, that sort of stuff, which which a lot of Americans consume a lot. That we love our freaking countdowns here the in America. The point is that seventy percent falls very close in line to the exactly, it's right there, yeah. that he broke down with the numbers. That's right. The and I would I would see it as a lot less hardcores than the observer, but we're right there at seventeen again. So I mean clearly the, the, the bottom line here is no matter what study you look at, no matter what poll or study you look at, there's a decent chunk of international people who are already subscribing to this thing. Yeah. So I don't see that as being the golden goose. And now they're already, you know, a lot of people are saying, all right, the lunatics who think SummerSlam is going to make a difference, I don't have time for you. You're a lunatic. SummerSlam is not going to make. We're coming very. Uh, we're we're really getting close to SummerSlam. So unless at, at, at some point we're going to really need that big moment that's going to make everybody I, I mean, say tomorrow that I need the network. I don't care what match they put on SummerSlam. SummerSlam is not making a significant difference on network subscriptions. It's just not. Stop. I can't even listen to you if you think that's the case because you're lost and you don't know what you're talking about. But the next golden goose that they're floating out there is the rollout of the Monday Nitros and the uh, Attitude Era. Monday Night Raws, okay? That one, my gut tells me, won't be a huge difference maker either. Because again, it's old content. And yes, it's from a glory period. And it's from a glory period of people who, where the Hogan glory period is so far removed that those people have clearly moved on with their lives. And I don't think they're coming back to watch Hulk Hogan versus Kamala at MSG. Those people are, you know, in their 50s, firmly entrenched. They're, they're gone. If they're gone, they're gone. The Hulk Hogan era people. The Attitude Era people, in theory, you can get back. But here's the thing, too. Even if that is a hook for a certain segment of fan, to me, they're going to be six months and out. Yeah, right, How many right. times are you going to watch uh, the June 7th, 1997 Monday Nitro over and over again? That novelty wears out real fast. Um, so I, I'd be shocked if you get through 10 of them. See, I mean, you know... It, it, you know that that, that's gonna, that novelty is going to wear thin after six yeah. months, and those people aren't going to come back. And uh, you know, it's not going to be old content that ultimately drives this thing. And I don't know why that isn't getting through to people when we already have twenty four seven that shows us that. Um, we we you know the best indicator of the future is always the, you know past behavior, and the past behavior shows that people in droves do will not pay for old content. Um, so I, you know, I do not think that's a long-term difference maker either. The nitros and the raws, I don't. 
I, we've talked about it a million times. They're going to have to think outside the box. They're going to have to come up with different concepts for current content to hook those 4 million people who watch Raw every week and convert more of those people into mm-hmm. network subscribers. People who are willing to turn it on every Monday, who are into what's going on. You've got to hook them. You can't keep trying to grab the people from the past. They're not going to come in in droves in difference-making numbers. They're not going to stick around. And I and you know we don't know what those ideas are. Um, yeah, people, that's a, it's a weekly question. What would you do? And nobody it's like, knows. Hey, look, I wish I had a solution, but we we said the super shows. You know what? I don't know if that would do it anymore. I I think that's a step in the right direction. But I think the biggest thing that that, that I've sort of said, and, and and you've 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 largely said it as well, is that there just needs to be more wrestling fans in general that 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 want to. There just has to be a higher number because you're only going to get a certain percentage. They're going to say, yeah, you know what? I want to pay for this sort of content or I want to pay for – unless it's just blow away new content. And, and the best way to do a blow away new content is to really just have a, a show that's exclusively on the network or whatever. But again, it, it's – they haven't done a good enough job of, of, of building stars or building matchups because I – you know, we mentioned Brock Lesnar and Daniel Bryan. Is that really going to – I mean are I mean, uh, suddenly you know, 200,000 people are going to go, oh my god, I, you know I what, have to have this tomorrow. You know what, like, Rich? We don't know and they should at least try it. I agree. I think, I think they, they, they burn, need to take steps. They need to burn a big match and roll the dice with a big match mm-hmm. and try that. Even if it's not a, a, a full-on super show sort of deal that's exclusive. Even if it's just one match. Maybe you have Lesnar and Daniel Bryan face each other for the first time on a house show somewhere and you just show that match on the network. And you push for a month on Raw. Lesnar and Bryan are going to face each other for the title. And it's only going to be that you can't order it on pay-per-view. Right. It's not going to air on Monday Night Raw. It's not going to air on SmackDown. If you want to see this match, you have to see it on the network. And then you do it on a house show somewhere on a Wednesday or Thursday night. You know what I mean? And you just air the match. Yeah. I mean, even if it's something like that, at least roll the dice and try it and see if that makes some sort of appreciable difference. Maybe it won't. Maybe it will. I don't know. Um, an interesting idea that we got from, of all people, on Twitter, Lance Hoyt. Uh, a.k.a. Lance Archer, whatever you want to call him. He was saying, and this is kind of, uh, it's kind of like the Hulu model of the Hulu free versus the Hulu plus. His idea was, okay, the network is nine ninety nine a month, but then there's certain things on the network that are an additional three ninety nine or two ninety nine. Yeah. In other words, it's still ninety nine nine ninety nine for the network, and you get everything that comes on the network today with that nine ninety nine. But, and we'll use the Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar match as our example. If you want to see Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar live next Thursday, it's an additional $3.99. Click this box, pay $3.99, yeah. and, and maybe get some more money out of people that way. Um, and that's a model that I've always – when I talk with Bixson and, and uh, uh, Chris Harrington uh, months back when the Let Network first launched, we sort of talked about WrestleMania and what to do with WrestleMania going forward. And that's what I think the best plan for WrestleMania is it's sort of on the network, but you got to pay a little bit more to do that. Or maybe you do that with SummerSlam where, you know, yeah, you, you have the network is $9.99, but, you know, it's, it's going to cost an extra, you know, $7.99 to watch SummerSlam or, or something like that even just to get those numbers up. Even if it's a up, nominal yeah. figure, even if it's $0.99 cents or $1.99 or $3.99. You just got to – you got to – you have to nickel and dime people I mean, at this because point because – to be i don't see any way around some sort of price increase some sort of charge for premium content mm-hmm. like uh hoyt suggested some sort of uh advertising i don't see any way around it at this point if the numbers stay like this because they're not even close to their they're not even close to their break-even projections look we're even tired of beating them up on this 
Okay, we're tired of this topic to some. But the fact of the matter is, they're nowhere close to their to their projections, and the, and, and they've done this on their own by not saying anything exactly, about it. Exactly. The scary. Hey, what's the new number? Oh, uh, we'll talk about it in a quarter. Exactly. Oh, that's quarterly. Oh, we'll talk about that quarterly. You know what? If you had 150 new people that got it for NXT Takeover, goddamn, if Michael Cole wouldn't be talking about it every two seconds. This number but, was anywhere near a million. They'd be shouting it from the rooftops of Titan Tower. It's, but all of a sudden now, it's a quarterly up. Towers, by the way. I believe so. Yeah, I'm all positive. Towers. Well, they would be shouting it from the rooftops of Titan Towers, Rich, if it was anywhere close to a million by a million per, uh, subs at this point. So you know it's not. They never talk about it. They dance around it and they never update it. No one's buying the thing. It's scary. And, you know, it's scary. They got to start thinking outside the box. Read the article. Chris does a great job. Absolutely. So I have that up there. I'm going to put it on the show post as well. Definitely, definitely read it if you if you want to. If you're very interested in this and and just kind of curious, he does a great job with it. And I don't know if we properly articulated every one well, of his listen, points. Listen, so. you can read the article and see if they agree with his hypothesis and yeah. the methods that he used to get to the 19 to 22 percent. It's 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 still his kind of theory slash is, opinion but, slash but that, but it's backed though, by because he's he's, exactly, he's using right. the trends that have developed since the network rolled out, and I think that's what's important here. And the only counter argument is the Rock. But in my opinion, he actually an imperfect Chris Harrington, even though the guy didn't reply to, to his actual thing, he pulled. Uh, I, I didn't even know he did this. He did this. Uh, oh, he did it today at 6 p.m. So as updated as it, while we've recorded, he said, uh, and I'll read this real quick. He said, perhaps you want to argue that the rock skewed interest. Let's look back further. Uh, WrestleMania 2006 was 339. WrestleMania 2007 was 425. Uh, 08 was 344. 09 was 307. So he, he, he goes broke to, down the European percentage. Exactly, not North back, American for others. Right, and and the, the trend has still clearly changed this year. Yeah, exactly. So that's an average of a three six one non North America. If you figure the estimate of Canada is about nine percent. That would be an additional sixty one thousand additional buys on average. That's Global why loss. I say you can take your rock argument and you can throw it right out the window. Yeah. So he essentially does it and says, "Screw your rock argument. You're dumb." He says, "Let's take the midpoint. We're missing one hundred two thousand buys." Uh, that would still be at least fifteen percent of network subscriber base as of WrestleMania. Okay, so now we're 30, going so. with fifteen percent. To twenty two percent, and that's and that's him really giving a lot of credit. A lot of credit to the Rock. A lot of credit to the Rock. So So there you go. So it's a substantial chunk. It's not nineteen. It's fifteen. It's a substantial chunk. (laughs) It's a big chunk. Is the bottom line. And we knew it. I mean, you'd be you'd have to be head in sand. You'd have to be head in sand. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've been saying it from the beginning that we suspect. We've been saying that since before we had facts to even. Reasonable because the first day I, I knew I knew of a bunch of people on our Twitter. I listened to the the live audio wrestling podcast and they both from Canada said, "Yeah, I got it in real." You know, all I needed was one little Google Chrome extension to do it. Just because all you have to do is sign up with a different number. You don't have to have something on your running on your. All you have to do is, is block your IP while you sign up. Right. Done. Change your IP yeah. temporarily. Let me Google that for you. How do I watch the W Network overseas? It takes. Two seconds, right. and 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 you know people are saying, well, oh, you, you're taking a lot of credit. The people don't know. Yeah, you know what? The people that are hardcore and wanted to watch this thing, out. they freaking found it Absolutely. out to do it. Absolutely, the hardcores are going to figure it out, and it's not difficult. I saw the process. You know, I I, I looked I looked into it myself, and it's very. If Joe Lanza could do yeah. it, anybody could do it. Exactly. A Google search of how how to get the WWE Network overseas gives me a uh, one point two million results. My my Twitter avatar so. is an egg. All right, and I can do it. <laughs> 
right? It's, uh, I feel like that's more just a self uh, lack of self-awareness. Yeah, you know, the that. green egg thing is taken on a life of its own. I've kept the green egg because it's a, there's it's, not many people. The green egg is a thing. And when I see the green egg, I assume it's you. And it, it, sometimes it's not, and, and sometimes it's not, and it really f- confuses me because I'm like, oh, Joe's got a really dumb opinion here. Oh, it's not Joe. Like, <laughs> if, oh. if it's the green egg and it's about baseball or somebody stealing my garbage can, it, you know it's me. I've had my garbage cans. What's the garbage can? I don't know if I've my what? my garbage can. My garbage day is Thursday. Okay. Okay. I've had Who the hell steals garbage. I put can? my garbage out on 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 Wednesday night or Thursday morning, whatever the case may be, depending on what I'm doing. And I've had my garbage can stolen three <laughs> times in the last six months from the front of my house. I'll come home Thursday. The, the garbage man comes about two o'clock. All right. And uh, between two and three, I'll come home. It's five or six, and my garbage can is gone. This has happened like three times. It's not like I'm going out there the next day or a week later. A couple hours later, three times in six months, my garbage can has been stolen from the front of my house by these animals on my block. And I live in a nice residential neighborhood. Okay, I make a solid wage. All right, I'm not living in the hood. All right, and they keep stealing my garbage can. It's making me mad. And you know, you know how you drive through your neighborhood. And you see these – it's usually older. It's usually like senior citizens, but there's always that guy on the block who like paints his address on his garbage can. Yeah, and yeah. you point and you snicker and you're like, oh, look at him. He's worried about someone taking his garbage. Well, now I have to be that guy. I've got to go <laughs> buy another garbage can. Old man Lanza. They're stealing old man yeah, Lanza's I've garbage I've got to can. go buy a garbage can and then I've got to buy spray paint and I've got to – Oh, so you're out of pocket for these then, right? This isn't like – this isn't like the, the town doesn't give no, them to you or something like that. No, garbage cans. you got to go buy a garbage can. I live alone. I only need one garbage can. Is there a backyard wrestling federation in your town? I have two bags of garbage a week, so I only need one can. There's there's families on this block, all right? Rich, I live in a palatial estate. I live in a neighborhood here where there's people with, you know, five, six kids. There's people with three, four garbage cans out there. I have one measly garbage can. But, but Masada is teaching our youth how to wrestle now, so you know what? You got you to gotta be careful now. Comments on that. And, and I've got two bags of garbage in the can. That's all I use a, a week is a bag or two of garbage. There's some weeks I don't even put the garbage out because I haven't filled the bag high enough, and they keep stealing my garbage can. So now i got to be that guy. I've got to go to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever. i got to buy a garbage can. I have to buy spray paint, and I'm going to have to put my address on the garbage can <laughs> so they don't steal Do you have a porch? Maybe you could just sit out on the porch. I do have a porch. I, I, okay. I never use my front door, though. I'm one of these guys who enters and exit through the garage only. I'm one of those okay. guys. Okay. You know yeah. I mean, and when it comes to the dogs, when I let them out, you know, they go out the back door into the back. So I never use my front door and I'm never like, it's been locked. The only time I ever use the front doors is like I order a pizza. Uh, you know, yeah. Or people come over. Yeah. Right. Cause the guy's going to come to the front door. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, even like my close friends will come over. I gave them a, a, a remote for my, uh, uh, garage door opener. So they oh. just they just come over. You're a good friend. Open. I like those friends. Right. Well, listen, it's not everybody who gets that. You know, it's it's the close special friends. You know, oh, usually no, yeah, it's the female variety. But they they get the <laughs> they get the remote, so they can just come in. You know, they tell me, look, I'm on my way. I'm like, all right, just coming through the garage, and they come in through the garage. But you know, so I don't even use the front door too much. But the point is here, I have to. This is three garbage can. This is going to be the fourth garbage can that I've purchased. In, in in the last six months, right? It's, it's outrageous. That's a lot of garbage cans. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Can't take it anymore. It's the Home Depot. They're trying to. You know what? There could be something to that theory. You <laughs> start mixing up my purchases. Maybe I'll go to Walmart and buy the garbage can. Mm-hmm. It's probably cheaper anyway. Actually, right? I probably should go to Walmart to begin with. No, no, I don't go to Walmart. Yeah, it's just a garbage can. You know, I don't need a quality garbage. They're gonna steal it anyway. I might as well buy a piece of shit garbage can, right? You need to get a webcam. I want to find out who these hooligans are that are. Uh... 
Hey, what do you do with a stolen garbage can? I, I, I Other than put your garbage I mean, in it. Like, yeah, I, I, don't, someone, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, I I don't want to spend $3 on a garbage can. I will steal this man. Look, if it's then, local teens, you know, with doing shenanigans, that's one thing I can respect that. I did plenty of that in my youth. But I asked my neighbors. That's a lot of, that's a lot of that's stealing, That's the thing, though. too. You know, I asked my neighbors, hey, have you been having your, you know, is anybody stealing your garbage? No, nobody else, just me. They're just taking my garbage can. <laughs> I don't bother anybody. I don't bother the kid. You know, I'm not out there waving my fist saying, you know, turn down that radio. You know, why would they mess with me? Maybe it's those, maybe it's those female friends that you've wronged. <laughs> the ones that aren't friends anymore? Yeah. It's, 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 it's an interesting way to get back at me. But uh, it's, it's always – I could figure out some other ways besides stealing your garbage can. But you know what? Hey, that's it. Okay. So worst tangent than our baseball one. Payback. Good show. We thought it was going to be terrible. And, uh, a, a, you know, this was a – Yeah, not just good because we thought it was going to be bad. It was actually – That was a really good show. It wasn't a low expectation, anything is better than our expectations thing. It was and good. I think I enjoyed it more than any of the other reviewers. That yeah, you were, you were Mr. Uh, cheerleader about the – The uh, Well, listen, I, you know, it's – Cena Wyatt and the Shield Evolution. You were Mr. WWE that day. Cena Wyatt was an excellent match. It was pretty match. solid. Now, it was really it's, good. It, I could see it being a match of the year contender. It, it, it will. It, it listen. It's not going to make my top ten. It, it's a contender for my top twenty. Uh, it'll be a lot of people's match of the year. I think um, it, it, it was a hell of a match. I mean, it was exactly what those two guys needed to do because Bray Wyatt has shown time and time again he cannot work a slow, deliberate pace and deliver a good match. I, I truly believe that. Um, it, it, he's just not good enough yet. So they worked a. Uh, you know, a sprint uh, uh, sort of match with, I don't want to call it a sprint, but they worked a fast pace with a ton of shortcuts, which is what a last man standing match is going to be naturally. It's yeah. going to have a lot of shortcuts. So I'm not saying that to, to as a criticism, but that's where you're going to get your best out of a Bray Wyatt, I think. And I think the Wyatt family and the Usos, uh, their interjections were perfect. I don't think it was overdone or underdone. It kind of looked like they redid it at one point when they showed – I forget who it was on Twitter. They said, is this match on a loop? Because the Usos came running out from the back again the same way they did the first time yeah. 10 minutes later. But uh, it all worked. I was kind of curious though, why they went to the back. Why, yeah, because yeah, I was wondering where they went yeah. for a while too. I didn't really care. But yeah, I was like, where do they go? Oh, there they are. They're running back from the ramp again. <laughs> right. But uh, you know, there were a lot, there was a lot of cool same stuff. Having done camera shot. That- yeah, yeah. Well, you know, WWE production. But uh, it's it's it you know it worked for me you know there was that stupid uh, there was a couple technical errors that bothered me which was no fault of the performers they missed the sister Abigail on the floor when Cena came running off the apron and got caught in the sister Abigail mm-hmm. WWE never misses stuff like that so that was very surprising to me they missed spot and then towards the end of the match I don't know what happened but he had pyro going off or something. Uh, before the finish, I think the idea was when Bray Wyatt went through that box, I think you were supposed to hear an explosion, but the explosion went off before that. Mm-hmm. And then Bray Wyatt. See, I wasn't of- sure. Yeah I, yeah, I was trying to figure out where that – if maybe that, that, that when Wyatt whipped Cena into the, the boards, they were supposed to say that he hit the boards and, and turned on the pyro or whatever. But I don't know because the announcers seem clueless too. Like usually the announcers are like, whoa, he, you know, he hit the, the controls or something like that because he was tossing near the controls. That's sort of what I thought is that they were doing something where, where you know, Cena hits the control panel or something like that and, and mistakenly sets off the pyro or – because they do that pretty often. They, they, it's that and the sparks that they always do right. where the, the lights go out in the entire arena and the sparks go up or whatever. But yeah, this one was kind of weird. I, I don't – yeah, I don't know. That, that's sort of my theory on it. But the announcers seem clued, you know, clueless as to what was going on. So yeah, it, it's hard to say what the – 
Yeah, I don't know what it was supposed to be either. And the wrestlers um, seemed shocked too. Though they, Wyatt like Wyatt tried to <laughs> save it. I mean, he he like he he did some gesturing like it was something that he wanted. I don't. know. It was weird, but uh, but that was no fault of the performers at all. Um, no. You know, the match itself was. Uh, easily the best match those two have had because the other matches have been oh, dreadful. Far away. I mean, yeah. dreadful. I mean, absolute terrible matches that those two have had. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me that was the best match of the night. I didn't the uh, the Evolution um, Shield match. I mean, you know, it was good. It was a good match. I can't call it a great match. I hated the fact that it started as a brawl, turned into a traditional tag match, and then they just <laughs> brawled again. I mean, it made, I didn't. You just keep brawling, or I, I you can't keep switching back. But it was weird. No, and I, I had the casual people I was watching with that were, were wondering what was going on. They were asking, well, "What type of match is this? What you know? What was that?" Well, you know, I was like, "It's supposed to be no holds barred. It's supposed to be you know, I, I don't know." She said, "Well, they started off brawling, and now they're they're you know just on that apron." And I was like, I, "I don't know." Yeah. Like they didn't like even casual people saw through that of saying wait why why are they all just kind of like hanging out now they were like oh did the match just start and I was like no I think the match started from the beginning and they're like well how do you eliminate and I was like I I don't know like look it's an elimination match they can it's no holds barred there's no disqualification but for whatever reason they're holding tag ropes and 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 working tag style I I, I don't know but I I enjoyed it I, that, other than that that was pretty glaring but but I enjoyed it otherwise you you liked it better than the extreme rules I I don't know if I would go that far I see. I didn't like the extreme rules as much as a lot of people did, and I liked this more than a lot of people did. So I just have weird opinions on both of the matches. I don't think either one of them were great. A lot of people think the extreme rules was great. Um, I just, you know, they, but I like this one better. I don't know. I, here's the thing about the Shield versus Evolution. I guess we're really not going to have to worry about it anymore. Um, but think about the matches these two teams have had against each other, and then remove the Shield jumping off a of shit. And then what are you left with? Right. Matches that aren't very good or memorable. You know, the Extreme Rules match had Dean Ambrose selling for what felt like an eternity. And it was putting people to sleep. And then, uh, you know, Seth Rollins jumps off the balcony and it's a match of the year contender. And, uh, you know, this match had the wacky psychology that we just talked about where they weren't sure what kind of match they wanted to work. And then you had Dean Ambrose jumping off of shit and Seth Rollins jumping off shit. And all of a sudden, you know, it was a great brawl. If you eliminate the shield jumping off of shit, uh, these matches, uh, you know, there's really not much to them. I mean, the beatdown that Evolution put on the shield in the middle portion of this match, again, probably went on. Those have been the death. It went on a little too long, you know, with the Singapore Canes and and everything else. And then, uh, of course, then they sweep them and uh, eliminate all three of them and win the match. It was a good match, though. I mean, it sounds like I'm picking on it, and I kind of am, I guess, but. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was Baron Street Rules. Uh, that differs from just about everybody, but, you know, I'm a different kind of guy. Absolutely. Uh, other standout matches, uh, Cesaro Sheamus was was okay. I thought it was going to be a little bit better, but they've sort of they, – they clearly with the finish was, was Sheamus rolling him up for you know, a small package is leading to uh, another match where I'm hopefully they'll get a little bit more time and it'll be a little bit bigger. That was that was slightly disappointing at only 11 minutes, but but not bad. I, I was okay with that. I haven't seen the main event match from last year in forever. I Just off the top of my head, I think I preferred the main event match to this one. But yeah, I, absolutely. I really like this one though. I think I like this one better than a lot of people did. I would like a little bit more time with it. I think. Sure, but I, mean, I, I think it was just getting to where I was really enjoying it, and then it sort of ended real quick. This is one that I need fifteen minutes. But here's the thing, though: sure. it feels like that feud isn't over, and I think you'll get that later. So exactly. For yeah. what it was, I you know, not even for what it was, I just I thought it was a really good match. So I, I liked it. Uh, you you like this as well, and I, I thought I was alone. I'm, I'm into the Rusev squashes these days. 
He's 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 pretty solid. I'm all I, I'm, in I'm on Rusev, and this match was awesome. This was really this good. Was this was, good was the perfect like a yeah. match or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Big E was perfect here, and uh, Rusev Big was is so fast, here, man. That that guy is unbelievable. How athletic and fast he is that's, for being the side. That spot where he did the spear through the ropes. Yeah, he needs to not do that anymore because that's not going to end well. Fuck that. Do that every match. That was tremendous. Well, uh, hey, listen, <laughs> you won't see a whole I, lot more Big that's E That's true, that, but, but I'm one of these guys where I want more. I don't want less in my wrestling. I want more. And uh, that was a great spot. And That's not like the pile driver where people make up that that's dangerous. That's a pretty fucking ah, dangerous what move. What do I do? Hey. my body. Keep doing it because that was great. Well, I'm just saying then, then you won't see many more of them. So <laughs> you, you can you, – no, no. every time you see it, cherish it because yeah. it might be the last one. I mean one, in all so. seriousness, yeah. I mean you, you can't do that spot every match. But it was a great spot. And, uh, you know, it's perfect for these big boss matches like this. It's like, yeah, it, so awesome. yeah, it fit perfect in that. And yeah. then Rusev with that kick, with that mule kick today. I mean, it, this match just worked. And then my favorite thing about the match, I think, was Rusev when he locked on his, you know, camel clutch, you know, gimmick, whatever. He grabbed Big E by the face and by the nostrils and pulled yes. his face up and locked him in that hold, which was a great touch. This was as good as it gets for a match of that length. I mean, you can't get any better for a match of that length. This was great. And I'm all aboard the Rusev train. I say push this. I say go all the way with Rusev. And when I say all the way, I mean to the title. Give that man the title. Make this, you know, like Yokozuna in 19. Okay, well, you're giving him the title? I'm giving him the title. I'm oh, going wow. all the way with Rusev. Okay, Rusev, this, this, this I'm in the title shot and no, then go away man, and move to another territory. Has, you're, you're, no, no, no. I've gone beyond. Okay. Listen, I'm all in with Rusev. This, this man has been presented perfectly. He's an indestructible beast. Continue presenting him as such. Have him win the title in a squash and go all the way with this guy. Put the title on him and then throw baby faces at him. Uh, I and and have him, you know, and, and so it is always easier. Course, this thing. The easy works. booking is that, yeah. It's a very easy way to book, and and it, it it works well when done. You know, you mentioned Yokozuna. I think is a good one. You had Bret Hart and Luger. You know, these guys that were just thrown at him, Undertaker, or whatever. That that it worked with those guys. It, it definitely did. It, it it's it's always booking is so much easier when you just have a, a a monster heel and you can just throw guys at him. I think that's always. I like watching this guy maul people. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, and, and I think that this thing has some legs. I don't know what the hell that was on Monday night, but, um, you know, with that really, really weird segment, um, where they presented them with that metal or whatever that went. Yeah. The Jonathan Snowden one. I, 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 that must've been something. That was just, that's that just sure. Vince doing politics again. But uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what that, I, I, and I try to follow some stuff and I had no clue what was I, going on there. I could, well, let's not get into it. I, I try not to okay. do politics here. Um, but, um, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, I don't know what that was, but, um, you know, as far as Rusev goes, I think they need to keep going with this guy and I would go all the way with him. Just go all the way. I'd have him kill Daniel Bryan and win the title and then go from there. I, I really would. Uh, just this guy, he's, he's a tremendous, unstoppable monster type of character and he's not, and it's not like uh, big show and Kane where we've seen them flip flop back and forth a thousand times. From this guy's an unstoppable monster to smiling, dancing comedy guy. Eight, to you know, New Year's baby, New Year's baby. He hasn't been spoiled or pooping. in that manner. And, uh, you know, it's, so I, I think there's something to this. I'm going yeah, to reel it in on the uh, go all the way. I, I, I think I, I would build him up a lot longer and I would have him have that title match. And, and I don't know if I'd have him. I, I guess you'd have to see where he goes with that and, and what people – if. You know how much people are into it, or, or you know who's the opponent, or whatever. I would have him get to the title, and maybe he doesn't win. It's sort of similar to the Ryback, but I think I would probably do it a little bit 
better. Yeah, it's tough to say give them the title and, and have them run with it. But you know what? Hey, if it, if it works, it works. But uh, I would – I'm looking – for me, the thing is, you know, six months or whatever, he, he faces, Dan, you know, Dana Bryan or whoever the champion is. Maybe he loses and comes back up. But, yeah, I, it, it, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I'm very interested that you're 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 given the damn title and and hey I, I like the big why not hulking champion yeah you know what the title doesn't really matter that much anymore at this point so good stuff so yeah payback interesting pay per view uh, I think we both enjoyed it 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 and here's the thing Daniel Bryan's a better chaser anyway absolutely and so, and we're sort of um I, I guess we can kind of parlay that into another segment that happened at payback and something that happened at raw and then we'll get to obviously the last five minutes this, of raw he can overcome this vicious beast right and, and, and win the title back and then when he does beat him back for the title that's when you have lesnar come out and destroy him and you do it all over again right it's it's okay i like it i'll give you the book you want the pencil sir i want the pencil you man you got it so <laughs> as long as uh crusher what's his what's our Flintstones character gets. Well, I'm his. gonna piss a lot. If you give me the pencil, I'm pissing a lot of people off because I'm pushing yeah, Jack oh, yeah, Swagger, yeah. and I yeah. don't care who doesn't <laughs> like it because there's money in that guy, and I would prove it. Nobody likes Jack Swagger but me. Jr. Hey, Jr. is on your. Jr. is with I, you. I'm, I like you know Jack Swagger. He's he loves the guy. So uh, another thing that happened at Payback obviously was the Brie Bella um, announcing to Stephanie that she quit. So so Dana Bryan did not have to vacate. But then at Raw, which we'll, we'll kind of parlay this into a quick Raw discussion, which is literally this segment in the last five minutes, and then I don't need to talk about that wretched show <laughs> anymore. But um, we got a segment where Dana Bryan again was they sort of rumored that. Yeah, you're going to face Kane in a stretcher match if you're healthy. But if you're not healthy, yeah, we're going to take the title off and it's going to be defended in Money in the Bank. And a lot of people just sort of said, oh, okay, good angle or whatever. According to Dave Meltzer and a lot of other people, that's a shoot. That's a look. If you're not cleared and ready to go, we are going to have to move on. And we're going to have to have a new champion. And, and there's been some arguments about that too of, of is that the right thing to do? Is it too early to strip him of the title? Does he get hurt by stripping of it? Da, 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 da. What's your thoughts before I give mine? If if let's let's go, let's go with the scenario that he he's out he can't he, he's not medically cleared they have to strip him of the title. Well, this is going to be horrible radio, and uh, I apologize in advance, but I don't care. I I am so I I don't care anymore. Yeah. I I don't care what they do with their goofy title, and um, I I just it doesn't I I don't I don't have a strong opinion. Um, a lot of people are going to be real angry if they strip him. But I mean, look, if the guy can't go, he can't go. Um, they've got to do something. But at, with that said, just letting, an in, letting him hold on to it until he is ready isn't going to really matter either. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they do with their goofy title. Um, I, 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 I just I, – at this point, I don't care anymore. I, I don't like the way they pushed Brian when he was healthy after he won the belt. Um, I don't like the idea of continuing this Kane thing if he does come back. I just – I don't care. It's not interesting to me. Um, the yeah. whole Daniel Bryan saga is one of the least interesting things they have going on right now for me. So I, I don't have strong opinions. I, I think that's totally fair. I'm, I'm in the same sort of boat at this point as well. And I'm almost in favor. And, and I was in favor initially when he got hurt. I said, good. He, he can be off TV. He can just, you know, whether they strip him of the title or whether he keeps the title, he can just kind of be off TV and, and, and get a little bit of a reset in a lot of ways. And yet he's been on TV every single time, looking like a doofus, coming out with a neck brace. Holding his title, Stephanie's talking down to him. His his wife's speaking up for him. His wife's, you know, it, it, it's just it's I'm, I'm it's done. It's just like you know I what? I am so ready for a Daniel Bryan reset button that's never going to get and that's, that's never going to get pushed. I'm so ready for that, and it's never going to happen. And and that's sort of my I'm okay if he. I actually a part of me hopes that he's injured 
or that he's not medically cleared. So they can strip him of the title, and then maybe he says, you know what, hey, I'll take another extra month off. I'll take two months off. You know, I'll do something. I'll, I'll really get my body ready so I can come back or whatever. And they come back with a whole different – because, you know what, clearly if this is the way they're going to book him as a champion, and, and obviously there's, there's circumstances that came up, but – you know, we're looking at this and, and they say, hey, if you're healthy, you get Kane in a stretcher match. And it's like, God damn it. So that's how they're so another, another Kane. situation. Right. So it's like, you know what? Where Daniel no. Bryan ends up on a stretcher. Exactly. I mean, it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I just strip the guy of the title. Let the guy come back. You clearly know how to book him in the chase. Let's just do that perpetually. Let's just always have him in the chase because God forbid we have him. They can't do listen, this. Title. If I you're going to keep that goofy beard on him. And he's going to be the goat boy, and he's going to be the champion that runs away from the challengers. He might as well chase. Then he might as well just perpetually chase. That's what he is. And that's fine. And Sami Zayn could come up in six months and take that spot from him for all I care. I'm over Daniel Bryan. I don't care about this situation anymore. Um, The fact of the matter is what this has shown me is when Daniel Bryan isn't put in a position to have great matches, I'm not really that interested in him. Right. I, I because his character has such go away heat for me. His character sucks. Well, how could you get behind him? Yeah, why would you get behind his character? And his character is just a wormy little. They, they've they've beaten me into thinking that he's just a wormy little nerd. I, why do I care? His character's terrible. So if he's not in there with good people having great matches, I I have no interest in Daniel Bryan. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. totally non opinion to him. I you know if he's gonna wrestle Kane, who's shit. Kane is shit. No more Kane, please. No more Kane. I don't know what we have to do. Kane is shit. I don't care how many wrestlers tell David Bixenspan that he's a great worker. Kane is shit. I don't care. I don't care if he works light as a feather. I don't care. That just means they like working with him. I don't care if every guy in the back likes working with him. That means nothing to me as a viewer. He doesn't entertain me anymore. He hasn't entertained me ever, if we're being honest. But he doesn't entertain me anymore. No more Kane. Sorry, that's my dog making a mess of a box, but he doesn't like Kane either. No I know. more Kane. I've had <laughs> that's what it. And no more Kane with Daniel Bryan. If Daniel Bryan's program, I almost threw Kane, my remote. I almost threw my remote when they were like, you know what? If when you come back, if you're healthy, Kane and you in a stretcher. I was like, God damn it! Like, no more. They just—they're not going to book him. They're not going to book. If this is how, I mean, we're we're seeing it now. I mean, yes, there's circumstances that have gotten in the way. But we also had two months before that where, where we saw what they think of Daniel Bryan as the champion. And his big return match from his injury is going to be Kane again. So it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Just, I don't it, care. Just enough of this. Enough of this. Right. Put, it's, just, it, it's so hard to get passionate so about it. I'm not anyway. interested yeah, or passionate about Daniel Bryan anymore. I just – I don't care. I, I, they, they, they blew it. They had their big moment at Mania and the way we was booked afterwards. Forget the injury. It was total garbage. They totally blew it. The way they presented him – has been no good. He put the man through a flaming table. Why would he keep wrestling him? He put him through a flaming table. It's over. Move on to someone else, please. And this has really exposed the Daniel Bryan character. I mean, if he's not involved in programs where he can have great matches, he's just not that interesting. I, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I just, I don't care. I'm more into Rusev. Let's go. Rusev rules. All the way. <laughs> I'm more into Rusev. I'm more into Rusev right now. I'm more into Cesaro versus Sheamus right now. There's things I'm more into right now. I'm more interested to see where they go with this Seth Rollins thing than than I am in in what they do with this goofy title. As good as Stephanie McMahon has been, whatever. It's just not interesting. It's just not interesting. Yeah, I'm right with you. So, 
Yeah, that's that's the Daniel Bryan situation. So we'll see where that goes. Um, you know, when we get there. But uh, Seth Rollins, let's talk a little bit about that. The last five minutes of Raw, the only part that you really should care about. You probably know by now. I don't really have to tell you, but Seth Rollins obviously turned on Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns and has joined Evolution. This is Batista has left for the time being, so he uh, he's out of Evolution, and apparently Seth Rollins is in. So thoughts on this? I um, I had to sleep on it a little bit to get different thoughts, but I, I'm still. I think I'm less. What are your thoughts first before I get into mine? I mean, people are really mad about this. This kind of yeah, I'm not. I'm not throwing TVs through walls and stuff yet. Look, I mean, I think I don't think it was the right time. Um, I I I I do think I've come around on the idea that it was the right one because at first my my whole thing was it should have been Ambrose, but then when I thought about it a little bit, and people on Twitter made some good points, you need Ambrose to talk for Reigns. At this point still. So I kind of get that. And let me tell you something. You, you know what the best part of that setting was, aside from the shock factor of it, was the face that Dean Ambrose made when, he's when the best. he saw Roman Reigns laid out he's the by best the chair. Hey, yeah, Ambrose is just tremendous. Uh, by far, the most interesting person in that act. In an act with three very interesting people, he's laps the other two in terms of oh, being it, it, interesting. Oh, this shock in his face he's, was just like, what, yeah. what, what, did, what, the, what are you doing? So like, why are you doing that? So like, different. That's Roman. So you hit Roman. Like, did you not realize you hit Roman? Like, yeah. it was shock into, like, a perfect blend of, like, wait, what? Into shock into, now I'm pissed off. You know, like, it was it was, it was was great. It was, it was, he's so good. And I wasn't even a Moxley guy. When he was in the independent scene, I wasn't even into him at all. I kind of mm-hmm. thought he was overrated. I didn't get what the big deal was. But Dean Ambrose has been tremendous from day one. Um, I, I don't know. The timing was wrong. I do agree now that I do think it was the right guy. I don't think I would have – I don't think it's time for Reigns to go back heel at this point. And you need Ambrose to talk for Reigns. I don't know. You know, I, I hate to use the phrase. I'm going to let it play out um, and, and see where they go with it. I do think there's an interesting conspiracy theory that I have and that uh, – Dylan Hales sort of has as well. And during this whole Evolution Shield uh, thing, if you've noticed, and we've, I've, listen, I've pointed it out a million times on this show, on Twitter, Evolution saps the heat out of every building that they walk yeah. into. And as soon as they start cutting their promos, nobody cares what they have to say and nobody reacts. Um, the only thing anybody reacts to, Randy Orton is a complete non-entity. He might as well not even be there. Yeah, I don't even know why he's uh, just put a cardboard cutout of him. Triple H's promos are completely devoid of heat. Nobody cares what he has to say. The only person that ever got a reaction was Batista, and that's because it was go-away heat. Um, if you notice at the beginning of that segment, when Evolution walks down and Triple H has that sledgehammer, and he's going on about plan B, and he's talking, if you go back and watch that segment, that arena is completely silent. You can't hear. Yeah, you can hear. Uh, I can. I can hear a guy flushing the toilet. Nobody cares what he's saying. No one in that place. It was. It was shockingly that. That I, I know the part you're talking silent. about. It was. I. I, re, I rewatched it after you had mentioned it because I, I sort of had noticed it at the first, and then you started mentioning. It, so I went and really, and it was like you can hear people coughing for God's sake. It was like, happen, and if you want to tell me. Oh, that was the anticipation of what was going to – no, 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 no. You can't play that card because it's always like that in these evolution segments. It's been yeah. that way for the last month or whatever, two months, however long they've been around now. 
every segment. Which is hilarious given what Triple H, you know, where he was as the th- authority guy. I mean, he was getting mega heat. Right. In the Dan O'Brien thing to what this is where you can hear toilets flushing and, and paper towel dispensers going off in the bathrooms. Just, I mean, the guy just, yeah, that was, that was shocking. He just sucks the heat out of every building he's in. And they just didn't care about what this plan B was. That sounds like 2003, 2004 Triple H. And one of the reasons I stopped watching for a little while. No, but. No, you know, they never get a reaction. So anyway, the conspiracy theory is that Triple H is cognizant of that. And they decided to make a move here and shake it up now. Uh, because, you know, Batiste, they knew Batista's leaving. He's the only guy that gets yeah. any kind of reaction in that group. Now was the time to mix it up because he wasn't getting any reactions. Um. You know, I don't know if there's any truth to that. I haven't seen that reported anywhere. That's just a theory that, that me and Dylan have. But um, it sure looks that way. I mean, you know, Evolution just was not getting reactions ever. Um, you know, if they weren't working, thank God, you know, if they weren't working with the Shield, oh God, you were, super, you were way over. You know, what kind of reactions would they be getting if they were working with somebody who wasn't as over as the Shield? You know, so it's 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 scary stuff. I think uh, Randy Orton needs some rehab after being booked as a paper champion for so long and being booked as a puppet and not being taken seriously in the booking even when he was champion. I mean, he needs to be rehabbed somehow, and I think people are just tired of Triple H in that role. He works much better as the corporate troll, as the corporate guy who's trolling the fans, than he does in this role as 2006 Triple H. So this kind of injects some juice into evolution that they, they, they sorely needed. But now if they get reactions, it's all going to be the Seth Rollins stuff you know, because he turned against you know, the Shield. It's still going to have nothing to do with Triple H or Orton. Certainly not Orton. So I don't know. That, I don't know if there's something to that. I'd be curious to see yeah. what people think about it. It, it, it seems – because we had this sort of, I mean, maybe two months ago or so, we had this sort of dissension thing, and it looked like they were on the, the brink of breaking up, and then everything got back together, and then it was okay, and everybody's fine, and then it's just, this turn, it, it, I, I don't hate the turn, I'm okay with it, and I'm, I'm looking sort of long term and saying, you know what, hey, in four weeks, are we really going to care, you know, how he turned or whatever, I, I don't know if we necessarily are, I think if, if it's played up right, if the promos are okay, if, you know, they can come up with some justification of, you know, oh, I wanted more money or I was in the shadow of you guys or, or something like that, then maybe it's okay. But there's it, there still leads a lot of question of how they're going to get to that point where it makes sense that he, you know, he a day after a, a, a monumental victory against this, this team that they've been feuding with for months and beating them for months, too. I think that's important, too, is that it wasn't a back and forth. There was never any dissension. It's like, you know, we beat the hell out of these guys for three months. Okay, now I'm going with them. You know, it just doesn't make sense that it, it's like, you know, a, a player on the Yankees, you know, a one-off season going, yeah, you know what, I'm going to go to the I'm gonna go to the Marlins or I'm going to go to the Blue Jays. It's pretty – You know, hey, trade me to the Blue Jays. Pretty one-sided like, well, feud, right. Yeah, why would we trade you to the Blue Jays? Yeah, I, I want to go there. Okay? <laughs> like, we – you know, we just won the division. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I want to go to the Blue Jays. Okay? Like, you know, it just it, – it, it, it seems very odd. It, it just it, the justification is going to have to be. It's going to take them a lot of work to try to get there to try to say, hey, and it's probably going to be you know that I get more money or I was promised a title shot or that sort of stuff. But it just it it, it needed. To, I think it needed to be built up a little bit more than just like the day after they had a big win. Then all of a sudden, okay, now uh, I, I'm turning on you guys. Well, that's why I say I you know to let it play out and see where they go with it. Mm-hmm. And I think the follow up is very important here. I think it works clearly on a shock value level. I don't think anybody saw that that wasn't shocked. And tons of people were talking about it too. So. Oh, yeah. Got a ton of play. It's got a ton of attention. I'd like to see how the rating comes out for this coming week's Raw. 
based off of that. Uh, so when they do the reaction, um, so you know, if it works from a business perspective, you really can't argue against it. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it could work in the opposite way where people just weren't ready for this yet, mm-hmm. and it makes people angry. The reactions that uh, the instant emotional reactions that I saw coming out of people though were not the right kind of heat. It was the wrong kind of heat. It reminded me a lot of the New Japan fans' reactions when AJ Styles beat Okada. Yeah. It was those kind of reactions where people weren't – it was just I, – I don't know how to describe it, but it, that's what it felt like to me. Where people were angry at the company uh, for doing this because they, they ruined a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Which, to be fair, could play up. I mean, Triple H has been good at playing that sort of up of this little, you know, I'm pulling the strings backstage, but I'm also this performer and, and, and getting heat that way. So that could be something beneficial. It depends. It, it, it's interesting. Yeah, no, because he's been sort of playing that in between things well, for a while. I mean, that was the whole the CM Punk thing, the Dana Bryan sure. thing. A lot of that was string puller backstage. Oh, he's ruining another thing or whatever. You know, you know, well, to continue those parallels. I mean, the argument for the AJ Styles thing was, well, if it works for business then you can't really argue against it. Well, it didn't because right. they only put 7,000 people in Yokohama. So the criticisms there, at least to this point, are justified because it we, it still needs more time. We still need more time to see, but the, the, the only evidence we have so far is that it didn't work except for a small segment of New Japan fans in the Western world, which are insignificant business-wise. So the same thing applies here. If this works for business, well, you know what? It doesn't matter if you, me or you don't like it. Um, or, or the hardcore fan doesn't like it, you know. If it sparks something, if they pop a big raw rating off of this or whatever, but um, if it if it doesn't do anything for business and it just served to piss people off because people were really digging the shield his faces and could have stand you know stood for six more months of this, then yeah, it was the wrong move. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm I'm okay I, at this point. I'm I'm liking the idea that we're we're gonna get some fresh matchups, which is good. Because it seemed really, uh, it's just been really basic. Like, I mean, it's been the same kind of success. I mean, there needed to be a big heel face sort of shakeup, and you know, Sheamus was one that people had rumored for a long time was going to move or whatever. But there needs to be a few guys that need to kind of flip flop to, to get things a little bit fresh. But it, it, I'm okay. I, I, I've slept on it. Initially, I was like, ah, it's a pretty bad idea, and I, I still don't think it's a great idea. But but I'll, I'll learn to be okay with it. But um, can I say this though? These people who are Throwing these random names into the hat for the new member uh, of the Shield. Just what I was gonna. Uh, I was my segue. I, I, I stole your heat, man. Go ahead. Go. For it's okay. It. Take it. No, no, no. Take it. You, 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 you have a nice. You're better at the passionate rant, so I'll just, I'll just jump in. I, I mean, this needs to stop. I mean, you know, ten minutes after. Sammy Zayn, what are you talking about? Ten minutes after <laughs> what in the he hits world? Him with the chair, we're putting Sammy Zayn in the Shield. I mean, are you people lost? Have you ever seen Sammy Zayn? They never have. They never have seen Sammy. I, I, I'm. I mean, is there, I argue with people on Twitter. They, I am convinced. They have they have no clue who Sammy Zayn is. They've never seen him work. They've never seen a picture. They've never seen. They just. I, I. I'm convinced. There's no way you've seen him work or seen what the guy looks like and say, yeah, let's put him in the shield. Let's put a fucking flak jacket on Sammy Zayn. Is there a worse role in wrestling <laughs> for Sammy Zayn than as a shield member? I mean, is there? A, <laughs> no, there's no. There's not a worse role. You can't come up with a worse role. He'd be better in the Rusev role than the freaking the Shield. This is awful. And then you know, there's people putting Sami Zayn in the Shield. There's people putting <laughs> Prince Devitt in the Shield. Yeah, that'll work too. Bring out Prince Devitt, who 0.01 percent of the WWE audience <laughs> is familiar with, as the third member of the Shield. Now, yeah, that'll Roman Reigns can carry him on his, on his shoulders. Yeah, It'll sure. be perfect. I mean, in theory, 
he would work in that role. But no one knows who the hell he is. If Dean Ambrose goes, it's Prince David, and everyone goes, eh, who? what? <laughs> who? <laughs> yeah, where? What? Yeah, come on. I mean, you know, I know people are just, you know, a lot of them are just trying to have some fun. But I mean, yeah, come on. Why do we? Why are we throwing a third member into the Shield right away? Anyway? Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, they're all right. You know. And I think one of the issues people sort of look at the Shield and they go, oh, indie guys that are put together and workers, and it's like, you know what? Not really. I mean, I think no, that's why people. You know what it was? It was three guys who collectively had the right dynamic together. Yeah, you had the high flyer, you had the the talker with the weird facials, and you had the monster. And uh, it just worked. They had the right three guys yeah. together. It was an indie guy. I mean, it, as you mentioned, Moxley wasn't that – I mean, Rollins slash Tyler Black, he was sort of an indie, quote, darling. But I wouldn't even put him in that category. You can't I mean, just it, throw Sammy Callahan in there. I mean, it's just not going to work. You know, this guy was in the indies. He'll be perfect. No, no. That's not how it works. <laughs> I mean, it's just absurd, these, these theories. It would be so – I mean if you think about it, think about the visual of, of, of Dean Ambrose going out there and going, here's our new member of the Shield, Solomon Crow. It's just like it's so – it would be the lamest thing ever. You, you know what I mean? Like it, people would shit on it instantly if he goes, here's the new member. It's like this guy turned on us, but we got another guy. Like that's just the dumbest – like well, it, you know, it doesn't make sense. You know, is, is Seth Rollins going to take the uh, SWAT team? Is he going to Is he gonna take – is he going to get rid of that attire? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. What is he gonna? I mean, because you know, that's I, I don't know. He's gonna wear a suit. He's gonna wear a suit for sure. I don't know what his uh, in ring. I guess he can go back to the Tyler Black. Uh, what, what did he wear in? Um... He just wore like black tights with a design on him and boots. And what, what did he do in NXT though? Yeah, I know the. Um... He just you know standard wrestling attire. It was the same thing. Trunks. It was just kind of the black tights, more right? Trunks, yeah, yeah. yeah he's just... He should bring back the bicycle, uh, the motorcycle. Uh, yo, and man, the crooked hat again. I looked. Uh, I looked. Uh, for a solid <laughs> ten minutes for those pictures to post them on Twitter as I hear Seth Rollins' <laughs> new heel gimmick, but I could not find them anymore. Seth Rollins Let's on see. the motorcycle with the sideways hat, staring off yonder. I got one. Awful pictures. I mean, those just <laughs> awful. That was one of the. Remember worst when those pictures. came out and we all just everybody was like, just... "Oh God, this guy's gonna be back in ROH in, in three months. This is so bad." There you um, go. But yeah, so Seth. I've linked it into our Seth our, our Skype chat that nobody can that no one else can see. Um, yeah, yeah. You know. awful pictures. But yeah, I'm curious what his wrestling attire is going to be now. But uh, what else was on payback? We had. Uh, oh, that was about uh, it. Yeah, you made the the the, the hit mask versus hair match, which was okay. It wasn't. I thought the uh, the WLC was a lot better. I think it's but... time to bring in some more little people to face these guys. Do I love the? I, I'm into that. I, I always I always like the. It, it was one of my favorite parts of Shotgun Saturday Night or the or the the 1997 WWE pay per views when Max Mini would go out there and do it stuff. It, it's. It's fun. I, I don't mind it. I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't mind it either. I would like to see uh, El Torito face some people who are a little more athletically gifted. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if they're going to go in that direction. I'll say one more thing about Payback, and that was uh, I really like the Wade Barrett RVD match better than pretty much anybody did. I think I was the only person who really liked that match. Uh, I think that Wade Barrett is has really developed into one of the better workers on the roster. Um, mm. He's a guy who I look forward to all of his stuff now, and, and not just because of the character, which I turned the corner on, which I didn't like at first. And then uh, now I obviously think it's, 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 it's a very solid gimmick. But his work in the ring, I think people are overlooking at this point. And uh, I really like that match with RVD. I thought it had a nice uh, flow to it. It had a nice story to it. And we all know RVD is not at his best right now. But I think our, uh, Barrett you know, really got the best out of him. So I, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Yeah, I think the problem with him, and, and I've enjoyed his work a little bit, but I think he needs that big match, that seminal match that we can say, you know what, this is the best 
you know, Bad News Barrett or, or Wade Barrett match we've seen yet. I don't know if he's necessarily – I mean, this one's good. I think that's the thing that we keep – we're just saying, oh, yeah, he's good. You know, this is good. This is good. Whereas – you know, Cesaro, we have a few matches that we can obviously point to sure. that are his, you know, top ones. We haven't really got that yet with Barrett, but I'm hoping it's coming soon because I think he's he's in a position now that if you give him 15 to 20 minutes, I think he can do it. So that's a fair I, point. I really he, doesn't do. have, he doesn't have a marquee match that you can point to. <laughs> that's definitely a fair point. So I don't think it'll be uh, long, quick, though. I think, I think, that, I think that, that day is probably coming soon. Uh, real quick here, um, we actually, as we were recording, the uh, the Wrestling Observer came out, and um, we talked a little bit about the Daniel Bryan situation and, and, and him possibly having to vacate the title if he's not ready. Uh, it is not looking good, uh, according to Dave in here. He says, the problem is that uh, Bryan's rehabilitation on his right arm is going slower than anticipated. One person said that not only is he not making any gains in muscle gains or whatever, but he is actually losing strength in the arm while doing rehab. Um, he was in Indianapolis. Uh, his situation was talked about. Uh, after the Raw, he was sent back to Pittsburgh to see the same doctor who did his next surgery to see what is wrong. His body is just not uh, cooperating yeah, that's at not this good. point. So, look, let the guy go home and rest up. Take the yeah, title that, off. This is, this is perfect. Say, you know what? Don't worry about coming back. You know, In two months, come on back for SummerSlam, da 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 But right now, just go. This it, it, this, so don't rush this guy I mean, back. Don't rush this back. The, the post-WrestleMania stuff wasn't working anyway, and it's, 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 don't rush him back and, and, you know, you know, hit, hopefully hit that reset button that they're never going to hit. So, we'll see. But yeah, to, to rush this guy back into, into a stretcher match with Kane is like, if I'm him too, I would just be like, you know what, look, <laughs> it's cool. I'll come back. It, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not too worried, but... He's not That's the kind it, of so. guy who cares, though, man. He just shrugs his shoulders. Uh, he he did that interview on somebody's podcast. I forget who it was. Might have been Austin. And uh, it's hard to tell anymore. <laughs> Austin so many. or Ross or Jericho? Who knows? Might have been Jericho actually. Was it Roddy Piper's? Might have been, uh, who knows? But he his point was he said he's the kind of guy he don't know where what direction the story's going. He just shows up at the building and does what he's told. Yeah. Uh, happy go lucky, smile on his face. Tell me what to do, and I'll go do it. And he doesn't really have that killer instinct that people like Austin had, who wanted to micro or the Rock or whoever who wanted to micromanage yeah. everything. Where, hey, this, yeah, here's your script. Oh, Hold on, sucks. this no. sucks. I don't like this minor detail. I don't like this. I don't like that. That's not Daniel Bryan. He just shows up and goes to work. So there's advantages to that, but there's a lot of disadvantages to that when you're the top guy. You kind of have to have that killer instinct, and you have to seek out some creative control sometimes. And it's pretty obvious that he doesn't because his stuff is shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> Very clear. Okay, let's uh, a few more topics before we get out of here. Michael Elgin, he went uh, batshit insane. So let's here's, talk here's about what that. Michael Elgin. What? Yeah, yeah. And maybe some background people that didn't follow this, breakdown. but and um, yes, he, a famed. And a lot of guys have this, but this is, uh, this you know, is, when you're a celebrity of any level, uh, you know, you know, people are gonna say ah, indie wrestlers aren't celebrities. They stop. Okay, if you're in the public eye, you're a celebrity on some level. Okay, we're not here. Don't play the let's bash the indie guy card with us. We're not going to listen to that. You, you know, if you're a, a, a celebrity on any level, which he is, people are going to get under your skin on Twitter. And I don't know why these guys never learn this. When that happens, you need to turn off your phone, shut the laptop closed, and get and 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 st- and just get away. They're all human beings. People are going to get upset. The problem is when you're in the public eye, you're not allowed to get upset in that manner. What he did was he played the say it to my face card. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't do that. You just can't do it. You can't play the say it to my face yeah, card. Yeah, come come visit, come meet me at blank and I'll I'll be at such it. and such booking. I'll be here, I'll be here. Come say it to my face. 
was basically what they were arguing about doesn't even matter at this point. That's that's not the crux of what I'm going to get into. What I'm getting into here is he played the say it to my face card, and that's never going to come off well. We have wrestlers who listen to this, and I'm sure they're going to and and listen when when these guys get under your skin, and you're listen, you're allowed to get upset. You're allowed, you know, people are allowed to make you mad. They're they're you know. Whether you think he was being trolled or not, and I don't think he was being trolled necessarily. Um, I don't think he was being baited necessarily in this scenario. Um, Because you're the one in the public eye, you're the one that has to remain in control of yourself and be careful of what you say. And you can never play the say it to my face card because that's construed as a threat. Whether it's a threat or not, that's construed as a threat. It can only be construed as a threat. And then he went completely mental and uh, was just saying all sorts of outrageous things. He was engaging with these fans, which is, why are you doing that? Turn off Twitter. Stop. Let it go. Let it go. Don't argue with people at that point. You're now in a no-win situation. Because then they know. Because then they know that you're, you're, it's, it, you, you, they've gotten under your skin. So now they're just going to keep going. Especially when you're just making nonsensical points. Okay? Then he went on to say, from this point forward... I am charging a fee to do podcasts and or interviews or whatever it was. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> he doesn't understand the concept of doing a podcast then. Uh, you, are, you are paid a fee. You are being compensated for your time by promoting yourself right. and promoting the ventures that you have coming up. By what's your Twitter name? What are you selling? Where are you going to be? There's, already a, there's yeah. already a barter in place. And that barter is, in exchange for your time, you get to plug or you get to uh, uh, promote yourself. If you're smart, you do both. And a good podcast host, if they have you on their show, is going to weave those plugs into the conversation for you anyway. You don't even have to do the work if you're on a halfway decent podcast. They're going to do that for you. That's the trade-off. That's the pay. But his whole thing is, well, I'm not doing these shows anymore because I did this podcast and then I got myself into this. No, no, no. Doing the podcast didn't get you in trouble, Mike. What got you in trouble was engaging with people once you were angry. You're allowed to be angry. People are allowed to piss you off. You're allowed to be pissed off. But then you need to get – if you're a slut, you need to get off Twitter and stop arguing with people, especially when you've played the say it to my face card. You can't play that card. That never is going 